we're going. It's fucking great. How you guys feel? Good. It's fucking Friday, dog. Are you tired? Yeah, I was gonna go uh, see Doctor Sleep, but do you have a pill you can give him? A not tired pill? Yeah. Adderall. I don't know. I was thinking like if you want to take me caffeine to... or guarana or something. You want to take me to the to the <laughs> emergency room and give me an take, Adderall? Take you because <laughs> I'll freak the fuck out. Take you to the candy shop and let you lick a lollipop. <laughs> um, I could take another shot of kratom, but I've been taking kratom all day. I have an energy it's, drink. It's been you... a kratom day. Like oh one. yeah. Energy drinks. Mm, I'm okay. I'll, I'll pep sure. up. Yeah, I'll pep up. Okay. It's one of my favorite things on King of the Hill. They Peggy Hill was selling that pyramid scheme with the health drinks. And she's like, Dale, can I sell you an energy drink? I'm going the other way. Thanks. Pops a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird how many people, like, remember, like every girl I went to high school with, they're doing some sort of pyramid scheme on social media. Right yeah, now. <laughs> I know. I, there's one of a girl who... Uh, I went to high school with. Actually, it, had a little crush on. If you're a girl that I went to high school with, and you're listening to this, I'm generalizing. I know all of you aren't really doing pyramid schemes. But most of you are. There's a percentage, <laughs> oddly high percentage. <laughs> well, what should we come in with? Um, Let's see. I mean, I have an idea because there's something weird that happened. John posted an article about it. So I did. Yeah, about a certain fella that is doing something that you didn't think that uh, he would do. It's just odd for him to do it. Here, we'll try to see if there's an ad before. Of course, there's an ad before. Let me. Uh, well, let me play a song. No, here. let me fucking do this, man. Then you can have the song. Jesus Christ! Necessitated all that. That's old Rod Stewart. Damn right, it's Rod Stewart. Shouldn't you be playing Downtown Train? It's a better idea. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot that he had that song, to be honest. Ah. Uh, come on. What a stud. Uh, uh, fucking... People don't put enough respect on Rod Stewart's name. He's fucking good, fucking man. bad motherfucker, yeah, dude. You can't sleep on that dude, man. He's fucking tremendous. My mom had a thing for him, dude. He's I in mean, the Faces. The Faces were a fucking dirty blues rock band in the late. And 60s, he can fucking sing. Oh fuck, yeah, he can. He's also got a fucking hammer on him. Any guy with a nose like that has to be packing heat. You gotta have the dick. <laughs> Drunk Australian hammer. <laughs> Schwammo. Is he Australian? Yes. I'm thinking British for some reason. He's Australian. Six one way, half dozen the other. Yeah, they're closer to being Brits than we are. I mean, they're a, they're definitely... They're, well, they're still part of the Commonwealth. Yeah. So, I think. Their flag, the British, the yeah, they Union Jack the, they is still the part Union of... They have Jack on their flag. Yeah. So does New Zealand. New Zealand's part of the Commonwealth as well. So... Schwammo, tis I, the Prince of Podcasting, Bipolar Rock and Roll, Salt and Sisko, Father Grass, blah, blah, blah. Episode 237, Pillow Fort Radio slash the Don Blankenship Experience. What are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean? What I don't think you were motioning for me to oh, do Oh, it's slash oh, okay. the Don Blankenship Experience. <laughs> I, was like, I did a slash. What I did a Judy chop. <laughs> God. <laughs> that was funny when people... It was one of the first viral fuck, videos. When, yeah. Before we went on uh, Springer and tried to actually say he actually was that, and Springer was trying to sell it, that he actually thought he was a fucking ninja. Springer got fucking desperate at the end there, man. 
I mean, it well, was, I mean, it was, I mean, it was even more garbage and garbage. I mean, it was bad. It used to be very interesting, like in the early to mid. Well, when it was real, it was yeah. fine. But I then mean, it became wrestling. Yeah, I mean, they had this midget guy who mailed himself to this girl, and that's not real. You ain't do that. It was funny. That's what I would have said if I was in the crowd and they came to me. <laughs> you ain't do that. Like that crowd. You member. ain't mail like yourself. That, like that crowd member in South Park. <laughs> Jesus Hold on, man. Tail. <laughs> she might touch some children. Episode two thirty seven. <laughs> uh, as always, I'm joined by the former Intercontinental Champion, the um, the Sentient Mountain, the first black man ever to ice skate backwards down the Kanawha River. Um, the Boomer Bog Trotter, the West Virginia Wolverine, the human incarnation of the infield fly rule. That's my favorite. That's old Chucky at 86 over there. <laughs> what is the infield fly rule? The infield fly rule is a useless r- rule. Eh. What, uh, <laughs> runner on first and second. If there's a runner on first and second uh-huh. and the ball pops up in the infield, in the area of the infield, it could go 10, 15 feet outside of the grass. And the the runner is automatically out because you, because um, usually on a fly ball, if you can't tag up and go to the next one once they catch it, go to the next base once they catch it, you'll uh, if just in case they miss it, you'll go about halfway, right? right? Just in case they miss it, that way you can round third and go to home. But on, on the infield, you would be able to miss it on purpose to get the out to get the to get a triple play if you wanted to. So that that way that's. They gave a little bit of an advantage back to the. Uh, so if there's a runner on first and second, and I hit a, I hit a pop up. I'm yeah. out. You're out, and the other two have to stay on their bases, and the ball's dead. Right. Baseball's an. It's a very strange game. It is. I've always found it extremely strange. It's not football. Where football is just, football is war. It is a. Football as, is as a, Robert Downey Jr. said in Back to School, it's a cryptofascist metaphor for nuclear war. It's yeah, <laughs> and it's it wreaks havoc on you. On you, not the same way. Don't don't. It's not the same thing. I mean, it a high fast one can kill you, but I mean, yeah. but you're not going to have the brain I, of a 90 year old man. By yeah, the time I did it's lose over. the hearing in my left ear because of baseball. Sure, but baseball didn't cause all the other stuff. Well, it's like this too. I mean, I had a bunch of friends who were Brits and and uh, one. Really good Irish friend in Carolina Beach, and um, I bet that made you so stoked having an Irish kind friend. Kind of at first, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> but well, what stoked me most, going to be honest, is the fact that he. I told him my last name, and he knew lots of Keenans. He's like, of oh, Keenan, you know. And then he would thereafter refer to me as his West Virginia Irish brother Aww. when he would get drunk. It looked like something out of Central when, Casting when he would stay drunk. Yes, <laughs> actually, he, that's a misconception as well. He he was out of Central Casting. He's tall. Lantern jaw, fucking. I mean, he wasn't terribly big, but he was. He's definitely a tough guy. And uh, he looked like Seamus from the <laughs> WWE. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, he wasn't. I mean, that's. But we had a friend named Ryan. Ryan. Ryan Barber. I used to call him Bruce the Barber Beefcake. He never got it. But um, he was definitely a wrestling. Was he a fan. barber? Huh? No, his better name, if he was a barber. Though. Well, I mean, his last name was Barber. Yeah, that's so. true. So he. What if got, his last name was Beefcake? He got really drunk one night. And looked over at Dara, and he didn't like Dara for some reason. And looked at him and said, God save the queen! And fuck with him. And Dara was like, <laughs> of all the things you could have said, he's like, you know, I'm Irish, right? We're not part of the crown. We don't like the queen. <laughs> you know, he was just saying to be a dick. The queen's a cunt, basically. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just a, he was, 
That was a funny night. And as always, the greatest claw machinist to ever walk the face of God's green earth. Uh, Laurel Creek's most dangerous man, the dirty shame, Shawnee Minner, Juna, all the things. Um, the Robert Townsend of regenerative farming. That also means he's the rocket man of regenerative he's the farming. He's ro- the rocket man of regenerative farming. That's old Johnny Liberty Loads over there. Episode 237. How's everybody doing? Good. Rod Stewart. What, he spent the last 26 years building an amazing model train set. Is that what it is? Am I to believe that? That is, is that real? Yeah. <laughs> he unveiled he unveiled a 26-year-long uh, model train set project that is basically like a giant city. I forget how how big it is. It's like many meters long and like obviously extremely detailed. And it's sort of a combat. I think it's like a mixture, sort of a combination of Chicago and New York. But he's on like, the he's on the cover of but it's Railway also Modeler. Kind of, it's also kind of like its own thing. And yeah, he spent twenty six years working. That's on That's so modeler. odd. That's something Reverend Lovejoy does. Yeah, on the what? Simpsons. <laughs> what a stud. <laughs> well, I mean, he's. Turned wow. down more than me and you, and then all three of us will ever get. So I mean, that's a picture of his. You know setup. what? That takes it to a level that it is impressive, and, and it. And he's it gets, just. I mean, he's made millions of dollars. Yeah. What are you spending money on? He probably plays. Maybe he might have a residency in Vegas. I'm not sure. Sure, probably. Does. Probably, probably plays five nights a week during the day. The motherfucker needs some time. Needs something to do. So. Fucking builds an that's amazing tre- model. Tra- that's fucking tremendous. <laughs> he built a city. He didn't build a, a model train set. This motherfucker. You could shoot. Like close up, sh- like um, they used to build model cities whenever they would shoot like something flying mm-hmm. through a city. You could do that with this. It looks fucking amazing. Yep. Fuck Rod Stewart. Oh, I mean, you could do it on a video game too. I remember, remember Sim City. Yeah, that was uh the original was most fun. Now they've got one on an app on the phone. You got to pay for everything, and it's just not as fun. There's no way. Not because you don't. Not because you have to pay for it. It's just the structure of it's different. Yeah. My favorite though was uh, uh, Zoo Tycoon. I've never I played a little bit of Sim City once, and maybe some Sims every now and then, but I never got. Uh, no, I was never down with the Sims. I was never. That's never my thing. No, mine Zoo Zoo Tycoon was. That was the coolest. You could you built Zoo, of course, and. Um, Didn't you like pick how much you charge for everything? Yeah, and then you had to keep the guests happy. Was, there was Sim Theme Park. That was fun. Um, you just built a. You could. I think there were four different. Types of parks you could build as a, a, a scary Halloween theme one, uh, you know, uh, you know, they're really cool stuff, and you had to make sure you had enough bathrooms and janitors, and I mean, it was it's pretty in depth, man. It, and at first, you're like, by the end, you're freaking out because your your park's fucking massive, and you're pointing and clicking trying to stay ahead of everything, and oh, a kid threw up over there, got to send a janitor to do that, you know what I mean? It's, it's fucking nerve wracking. <laughs> I remember uh, the old Madden games. Uh, they might still do it. I haven't played one in a long time. Um, in the career mode or franchise mode, you were also the GM, so you'd pick uh, ticket prices, uh, concessions, merch prices, all that shit. Right. And if you weren't having a good season, you had to lower prices because everybody was just fucking quit coming. Right. There'd be nobody in your fucking stadium, and it would show in the <laughs> in the stands. It would well, be empty. Well, the best part of see. The, the upside of people being unhappy in like SimCity and stuff is that if you just wanted to kill everybody, you could set shit loose, like drop a tornado down in downtown. 
Fuck. So it's like then the they actual had a, government. They, yeah, they had UFOs <laughs> that you could unleash on them, monsters. The whole fucking Magella. It's like, oh, you're, you think property taxes are bad? Wait till you see this Godzilla. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck. It was neat. I don't remember. I mean, I guess I didn't play very much. It wasn't in the original. I mean, you could do that in like yeah, I played SimCity 2000 or something. I played SimCity original, SimCity Classic, and SimCity 2000. Both of those were very fun. Yes. Kind of frustrating. Bradley played it, and of course, he figured out all the angles. Did he? Yeah, you, there were certain things. The roads did not have to connect. They didn't have to. So you're wasting money trying to make it look right. Absolutely. And resources, money, time. You know, so yeah. he had figured out how to do it. And, and then maintaining the roads costs money, too. Right. Right. So you had a budget. Oh, uh, it's in the favorite thing, but it's something that happened. I watched the new episode of South Park. Strong woman, dude. They go hard. They do, but the funny thing to me was the re- <laughs> it's Randy, Randy Savage. <laughs> I mean, and it's you know, well, the point they were making is that there's nuance. That, yeah, exactly. The, you can be for trans people and be like, there should be something else. I mean, you can't go into a powerlifting competition if you're. And, and compete against women. Well, it's like Janae Kroc, who is Matt Krokolaski. He's not going to go into a powerlifting competition and compete. He knows it's, it's not, not fair. fair. I mean, because he's going to bury any woman ever born. You know what I mean? There's no woman on the face of the earth, not one, that can outlift him in a competition. Not one. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of all the ones that I know of that are strongest. There's Benika Lowe who can squat 700 pounds on stuff. He buries that. I mean, he's just... So... That isn't fair. It would legitimately be unfair. Exactly. So, and they pointed and he knows out that, and he doesn't compete against women. I mean, and that might be why South Park picked a strength competition as their yeah as the thing that they were doing instead of basketball or something, right? Because, and of course, they use the most extreme example: somebody that just got rut Macho Man Randy Savage, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that's what they do, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, they're they're right, and people are trying to shit on them. And anybody with a brain's like, I don't know, dude. They're right. All right. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's. I don't know. I, I'm all for. I'm all for women playing any sport they want to play. I don't think that they're less than me or anything like that. But I saw a woman play. She actually got. She was good enough of a running back to play in the arena league, arena football league. She got smashed. Like, every time she fucking carried the ball, she got killed. And even she admitted it. She's just like, I'm a good athlete. I'm fast. I'm strong. These, they're, they're just better. They're just bigger and stronger and faster than me. That's just all there is to it. Now she's coaching a, man, a men's team. Yeah. And, you know, and is she faster than anybody at this table? Yeah. Is she stronger than anybody? No. I mean, it's just there are things there that she's going to be good at and – and another thing is durability. Men's bodies are more durable. Our bones are more dense. Or, you know, we're built to take punishment. So it's just the way it is. That being said, the difference in, in strength between men and women, women have most of their strength concentrated in their lower body. Men is most concentrated in our upper body. So women can, with a lot of lower body stuff, especially squatting, they can do some impressive stuff. You know what I mean? Some stuff that guys can't touch. That guys of similar strength level, you know, size of, and strength, yeah, and and uh, experience can't do. So, you know, it's like uh, Amanda. I mean, uh, Amanda, hug and kiss, <laughs> Lawrence. 
That girl from Florida. She's 19. She squats five. man to hug and kiss. <laughs> I need a man to hug and kiss. <laughs> Hugh Jess. Um, <laughs> I'm Hugh Jess. <laughs> Did you see that one? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. I'm, I'm sorry, sir. What can I do for you, Bart? <laughs> um, sir, this is a prank call that went horribly awry. And I'd like to get out of it. Oh, sure thing, Bart. <laughs> what a nice young man. <laughs> I love that he knew Bart. Or yeah. Did Bart tell him who he was. Yeah, Bart tell him who okay. he was. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but then she can bench like 250. I mean, that's not, a, that's not a bad bench. For a man, that's not a bad bench. But, I mean, in that elite level, you know, that's not going to, you know, if you're competing against men, that's not going to dial. And they add the tallies. Right. What about deadlifting? Can she deadlifting is. That's that's hit or miss. Like uh, there's lots of women that can deadlift heavy, but the heaviest female deadlift is not going to touch the heaviest male deadlift. The heaviest male female squat can approach the heaviest female uh, male squat. I mean, it's just it's difference difference in structure. Women have wider hips, more muscle in their legs. Now, do their tits get in the way whenever they're deadlifting? I guess I don't. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have to worry about those pesky testicles. No, there's nothing to drop. Yeah, I don't know. It's a did you think it was funny though the episode? Sure, I laughed. It was funny as shit, especially the PC babies. The PC babies. Oh, they understand nuance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, I wanted. Um, we were on Rod Stewart, and uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard the small fa- or the faces. Excuse me. It was one. Who's in the group? Uh, all I know is Rod Stewart, but it's probably somebody else. Awesome. This was like it the already. Faces. It's called Stay With Me. I know this song. Yeah. You've probably heard it on movies and shit. Yeah. This is like you hear this song in a, when they walk into a bar. Yeah. I imagine it in Roadhouse. I can imagine this being in Roadhouse. It's a little too... I don't know. It calms down. No, I'm saying it's a little too... Maybe. I don't know. Roadhouse is more... If it was made today, there'd be a lot of five-figure death punch. In oh, house. you're goddamn right there would be. <laughs> It'd be exclusively five-figure death And they're only doing covers. Well, yeah, that's all they ever blues, do anyway. A blues rock and country rock. Blue on black. Um, God, so many hits. Angel Eyes. Oh, I would love to hear five-finger death punch doing Angel Eyes. Put your tongue. Uh, that's, that song's on to... That is on a movie... What a favorite movie of mine. How do you get that voice? It's smoking. I, I think that <laughs> he he sounds like he's always singing through like a busted speaker. Yeah. But like some sometimes guitar players will have like an old speaker that's like deliberately busted because it makes a, a pleasant buzzing sound, like a fuzz sound. It sounds like he's singing through that, but I think it's just his voice. Isn't that how distortion was invented? They would cut the uh, speakers a little bit. No, that's one way to do it. Distortion was invented by uh, overdriving the amplifier. Just turn everything all the fucking way up. Um, <laughs> well, there's different different ways you can overdrive. You can overdrive the preamp, or you can actually overdrive the... You'd think me being a musician, I would actually know this shit, but I never got into gear. I never never got into the gear or like, anything. Like or on, how to play good. I never got into that. <laughs> A lot of old amps there would be like two gain there would be like two volume or gain knobs. One is the, the master, which is the 
you know the the maximum capacity, and then the, the other one was like the gain, which is like the pre, which is the the, the amount of preamplifier that's going into the, the power amp. So you could turn the preamplifier all the way up and get overdriven tones without without it being terribly loud. Right on. Okay, I guess I kind of get that. Because initially, when overdrive first happened, it was literally like you're just making it so loud that it's distorting. But then they realized, well, that's a desirable sound, but we don't always want it. we want to be able to control the volume of it. So they made a volume for the actual power tubes and then a volume for the preamp, so you can hmm. control your your tone as well as your volume. I think I know what you're saying. Like a Fender Twin yeah. has two volumes. Yes, it does. Your amp has two volumes. Yes, it does. There's the the volume where you could turn it all the way up. And that's going to be the cleanest you can sound you can get. If the master is all the way up, it's the cleanest you can get and, and as loud as you can get. Whereas if you turn the preamp all the way up and then turn the ma- start the master at zero, you're starting out as overdriven as you can be at that volume, and then it just gets more and more. Or you can get a tube screamer. Yeah, or you can use some other ways. Pedals. There's all kinds of ways. A, or you can cut Digitech. the speaker. Or uh. you can cut the speaker. Yeah. And make it make a, make a, a like a fuzz sound. Or you could use just like. Um, a, not necessarily cut the speaker. Sometimes you can just use a speaker that's like really old, that's kind of worn out, and that'll like buzz. Like Jimi Hendrix, a lot of Jimi Hendrix sort of fuss sounds are, are kind of speaker oriented. Yeah, like really old speakers that are just sound great because they're worn out. Well, it's like the the legend of uh, distortion. The guy from the Kinks said he opened up the back of his amplifier and cut the cut the amplifying cone. With a knife to make it sound like that. Is that true? You can do that, yeah. He did well, he said he did it. Yeah. So I mean then that's yeah, you really got me. Da, na, 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 mm-hmm. One of the greatest riffs fucking ever, you know. So that, that song that was song, by the way, fifteen years ahead of its time. Absolutely. Too. That song, by the way, was I knew it was on a movie that I, that I remember I'll stay with me. Uh, yes, it was on Wedding Crashers. Oh hell. That's yeah. two of my favorite fucking songs on one soundtrack. That and You looking for the plug in? Yeah. I don't mean to bring it down because this is kind of a don't bring me down. Bruce. <laughs> nice. I don't know if that's what he says there, but it kind of sounds like it. I remember the first time I heard this song. Uh, was I knew who sang it because it, it's very distinctive. But uh, Is it Mad World? By, uh, no, it isn't. That's a great song, though. That was on the... No, nah, I didn't mean to play that. I meant to play this one. It's on the scene where he's getting up wants to go in the, in the room with Rachel McAdams They have a great bass Whoever plays bass for them is very fucking good I can't tell who this is yet Once the singing hits you will know who it is I know who it is Is it Coldplay? It is Oh on their best album. That's Par- the first one. Parachutes yeah. is their best album. I, I think the second one's the best one. It's Rush of Blood to the Head. Yeah, those, that's a good one, too. Those two are the only two I've listened to, though. I can listen to those albums all the way through. There's not a bad song on either one of them. I mean, I used to. Like, I was obsessed with it for a long time. Whenever I would drive, I would alternate those. Just play one through and then grab it out and play the other one through. And then just keep we used to have sort of like a, a joke about like, like Bradley being at a... Um, being at like a Coldplay concert and like screaming at Chris Martin and like trashing him and like like uh, <laughs> clowning him or whatever or trolling him or whatever and being like hey, hey Chris 
It's like, you suck! <laughs> it's like, um... Does Bradley just, have a list? And then there's... No, it's just it's just part of the... Oh, their, their impression of Bradley has a list. And then, like, so there's the album X and Y, X, Y, X and Y or something like that. You should have called the album A and B! <laughs> then I could see why it stuck so bad! <laughs> you saying Bradley's ever, overly critical. Uh, which is... The character, the character, like screams at people and criticizes. Which he would never do. Brutally. <laughs> <laughs> not in, not in person. No. Um, no, I was. Uh, we're all, we were all to a certain age overly critical. All of us. Um, I was the first one to get out of it, I think. But then I was the first one to get back into it really hard. Like I, I liked everything. And then I got made fun of by them a lot for liking everything, so I started being more discerning, trashing everything. And then um, now I like everything again. If it's something that catches my ear, I like it. I don't care. I don't. Yeah, I don't care to. I admit like Taylor what it Swift is. now. I if I hear I like that song, the country song she had, uh, our song or whatever. It's a good song. It's a good fucking song. I mean, it's 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 a hit for a fucking reason, you know. <laughs> yeah, like I I just switch channels on the uh, XM sometimes and. Like a Taylor Swift song come come on like what the first time I did it I was like let's see what this bitch is all about I've, I mean I've heard a little bits and pieces and I was like well I mean that's pretty fucking good well I don't I wasn't a big Miley Cyrus fan but I, I like the songs uh, Party in the USA and um, she had kind of like a punk song Wrecking Ball's a banging song. I don't like that song, that song see see banging. that's one of those ones I got accused of you don't like it just because it's on it no. I mean, that's completely false because I would admit it if I liked song it. Is a banger. Of course, it's on the album Bangers from 2016. So, yeah. Or 15. I have no idea when this fucking song came out. Coldplay. You know, I know you're gay. You listen to Coldplay. <laughs> you know, I know you're gay. Your dick tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> God, that movie's funny. He looked like Babe Ruth's gay older brother. Gay Ruth. <laughs> well played, sir. Do you remember <laughs> this one from a certain soundtrack? Oh, come on. Every song going to have a fucking ad on it today? Let's see how it is. What the fuck, man? It's I can't get this song to come up. Do you remember this? No. It's a good song. There we are. We're in the middle of it here, but who cares? It's from the Three Musketeers soundtrack. Rod Stewart, Brian Adams, and Stang. It's a good song. All together. Um, it was during the yeah for the Three Musketeers. The have you ever tried to watch that movie though? Absolutely it's not. Bad. It's so bad. What do you think of a Nancy? Yeah, I want a pile of cigarettes. What do you think of it? <laughs> no, I never tried to watch it. I just couldn't see myself enjoying that movie. What's well, like the Robin Hood movie? Why was that movie such a box office smash? It was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. It was garbage. It was. It was like as close to a perfect movie as they could have made. Without, you know, giving Kevin Costner... A British accent? Oh, uh, Giving Kevin Costner <laughs> the woman that he deserved. Mary Elizabeth Antonio is not nearly hot enough for him. Well, I like the fact she goes from playing Tony Montana's sister to an English lady for some reason. 
she's a, and you know, and I like her. She's a good actress. She's in she, a couple of my favorite movies ever. She she's was in, she was in great. She was great in A Perfect Storm. Didn't see it. Um, it's pretty good. The Abyss. She's good in The Abyss. I can't believe you had never saw A Perfect Storm. All those Boston accents. What? I, do you think I like Boston accents? You're a big uh, Irish guy. All these. So Irish. is Bill Burr. He hates the fucking Southie accent, too. but he has it. <laughs> kind of. He didn't really drop his eyes. He's <laughs> when he gets mad, he does. Yeah, I love love him in fucking uh, the Heat. Well, well, well. The rat's back in the house. He's got that fucking beer beer can, and he's pouring whiskey in it <laughs> covertly. Okay, here's the song I was looking for. Okay, enough of Sting, Brian Adams. And Rod Steert. Is this the one? Who is this? Miley Cyrus. Miley. This isn't it. That is definitely not it. I don't like it. I don't either. That's not the one I was looking for. Um. This is awkward. <laughs> yes, it is because that's really not. This good. is very disappointing. It is very disappointing. That's happening again, huh? That actually sounded really cool. It the did. Wow. That's kind of, hopefully that comes through on the recording. I'm, I'm trying to think of the song. It the did. seven things I hate about you, your skin. Yeah, I mean probably that, seven things I hate about you. I, I don't know if it's seven. This is called seven things, so I don't think it's the. You could just type in Miley Cyrus things I hate about you. Yeah, something like that. that but it won't actually. Uh, the the uh, Amazon app's not good for that. YouTube is. Here we go. All right. Switch to Sprint and get the new <laughs> We have to go through the Sprint ad first, and it's not one of those ones you could skip because they're a bunch of douches. I don't like that song, The Climb, either. No. Yeah. I don't really like any inspiring ballads, to be quite honest. One, two, three, four. That was, that was the song. So it just but she like breaks into it. Eventually, like it, it starts rocking. Yes. She can wail. It sounds like a different version. Could be. She did an album with the fucking Flaming Lips, and uh, Sean Lennon was on it and shit. She's doing something right. I mean, we felt maybe maybe the Flaming Lips all of a sudden care about money. I mean, they when, made the when weirdest they, when music they have ever. I, mean, I don't know. He, he walks out with blood stains on him all the time. There it is. It's pretty much a punk song. And one, one of my favorite punk artists is uh, Avril Lavigne. Do you remember her? Big punk rocker? Yeah. <laughs> she wore a tie with an collared shirt. She wore a That's tie crazy. with a wife beater. Crazy. She likes skater boys. Punk she did this all the time. Stuck her tongue out. She's hot though. Oh, you I fucking never, crazy! Are you out of your goddamn mind, Charles? She was a fucking Charles Renee Keenan, are you out of your mind? Renee. Renee. <laughs> Renee. Renee. This song's okay. Really, I think the only song I like her is uh, very early is uh, is uh, Wrecking Ball. I think I like her version of uh, 
Jolene. The only I don't know if it's the same version, but I like uh, Ray LaMontagne's Jolene. You've heard that, haven't you? Oh yeah, that's a fucking. That's all. He's fucking tremendous. The dude can sing. He's never. He hasn't hit like he should. Well, but he doesn't do. He doesn't promote. You know what I mean? He's. It's not a. He's perfectly satisfied to be who he is. He's like in the Father John Misty vein. Like Father True. John Misty knows what he's going to do. He could. I mean, be stars if they wanted to. If he really wanted to, just really be annoyed the rest of his life and have millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, but a, a few hundred thousand dollars a year, who needs any more than that? But here's the thing, okay, let, let's let's discuss that for a second, being annoyed after you make hundreds of millions of dollars. If you are if you are that wealthy, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can disappear. You don't have to deal with people. That is a misconception. If I'm that fucking wealthy, A, I'm buying, uh, and I'm not going to sound uh, pretentious in this, but fuck it, I'm going to fi- buy a nice flat in London. You know, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy uh, a house in Ireland. I'm going to buy, you know, and they're all going to be, except anonymity in the place in London. Every other place is going to be fucking by itself. There will be no people. I don't want to have to deal with anyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's perfectly fine with me, you know. So all these people who say, well, I can't deal with fame, then stop being famous. You don't have to be famous anymore. Disapp- dis- disappear long enough. Disappear long enough. Nobody will give a shit. Because then you are not relevant. No, anymore. I don't think so. I think I think Dave Chappelle was kind of like a, a good poster child for this. Like uh, he went out right when he was on top, though, man. See what I'm saying? But I'm saying, but because he made it to that level of fame, ten years from now he's still gonna, you know, try to go to the movies with his family. You know what I mean? I'm rich, be, bitch. Be bombarded. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm Rick James, bitch. He never call like, me a bitch in front I mean, of my children, please. <laughs> like, there's like it's like you know you can't. It's hard to put a price tag on like pri- privacy and anonymity. Like, and, and it's also I think uh, probably something where you don't realize how valuable it is until you lose it. That's yeah, fair. and you can't go to the movies with your kids. You can't go to all the movie theater in your. What house. if you're? What if you're? Yeah, but <laughs> there's a thing about going to, taking the kids out to the movies. You know, it, I would have an IMAX theater in my home. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's something <laughs> different, you know. Yeah, but it's it's not the same. Yeah, I, you, I have a repose and on to like every every on guard you've got. You can't go. You can't go to uh, the the original Fadeville Pies and Pints and eat, and ha- you can't ha- you can't substitute that. Experience. I think that's something you could do. You could like Tom Cruise couldn't because he. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like. You can't, I mean, so what? Because you're famous, because you have lots of money, that means that wanting to live like a normal person is just like, oh, it shouldn't be an issue anymore? No. I'm just saying I that mean, because because I, you, that's what you're losing. You're losing the ability to live like a normal person and just go interact in society and be able to tr- be treated as an equal. Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, okay, let's say if you could have, okay, the wealth, for one thing, the wealth. If I, if I want a half a billion dollar lottery, I've already I've already said what I'd do with it. Half a billion? Yeah, they had a half a billion dollars. Five hundred million. Yes. Okay. You probably after uh, after taxes and everything. No, that's a billion was the was the purse. You're bringing home five hundred million. It's half. You know they're so, going to take. Yeah, it. they're cutting. So you get five hundred million. I mean, lump sum. I mean, what are you, what are you even doing after that? I mean, well, the first even, thing I would you can't do, even buy a country. The first thing I would do is I would buy Gallagher High School. Got it. That's going to cost you about 70, 80 grand. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what <laughs> no, I'm saying. You can do so many things you could, around here. You could buy it a lot cheaper than that, but the roof is going to cost you 200000 <laughs> Again, that, that kind of money, not an issue. 
You know what I mean? So it's, and we, I know lots, like, of, I know like lots of contractors. It sounds like you're going to go from uh, multi-millionaire, 500, $500 million an air to bankrupt real quick since that's, since 200000 since it's not an issue. No, I mean... So you're going to buy a flat in London? It's, you're going to buy a house it's not in an issue. It's not an issue for things that I want. See, you, I mean... It's going to be an MC Hammer story is what it's going to no, be. No, I'm not going to have gold pipes in my fucking house. <laughs> MC Hammer is still a multi, 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 multi-millionaire. Well, yeah. Then he or whatever. Then he, to, yeah. then he went into being a televangelist. We know there's no money in that. So <laughs> now he's, he's an agent for fighters. MC Hammer is. God. Um, no. If, if you have $500 million, let's say I buy a million-dollar house, right? Yeah. That's a nice house. Let's say I buy three of them. That's three, $3 million. So you got to pay for upkeep on those houses. You got to pay somebody to keep them clean. You got to pay property taxes. You got to pay somebody to take care of the lawns, the gardening. Yeah, you could probably only live three or four hundred years on five hundred million dollars. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying. It you adds, can, you can burn through it. it. I'm just you saying. Can. It yeah. adds up quicker than you think. Sure. And another thing that happens when you get um, a little bit of money. And people perceive that everyone around you knows that you have a little bit of money. And they start hitting you up. It, no, they don't hit you up. but Or maybe they do. Though they absolutely but, but, would. But the point is, they don't look at you the same anymore. And you don't really know why they're hanging out with you. Sure. That's terrible. It would. Not knowing would who be. your real friends are. Not knowing who's just hanging out with you because you've got... I know you guys would be my friends. I don't know about that. Well, fuck you. <laughs> of course I, I was going to buy your studio, you prick. <laughs> I'm just saying, your I'm too. saying you're gonna have people you're gonna have people wanting to hang out in your house in Ireland or, or whatever and you know, have drinks by the pool or whatever the hell it is that you do. You're gonna have people that want to accompany you. And for the most part, they're going to do that, you know, because they like you. But there's, there's gonna be that one guy. There's yeah. a degree there's always a do there's always people that are um trying to get something from you that is not your personality. Well, the and, first thing I would be I'm sorry, go ahead. And I'm just making the point, which you already know what the point I'm going to make, that it's really hard. It's really hard to be a peer, to be like a, treated like a normal person when you get to that level of sure. richness. Yeah. If it fucks, even, it fucks even up from your, your brain. old friends, and it fucks up your brain too because all of a sudden you've got this power and you've got this, um, you've got this tremendous you've got cachet. You've got this tremendous responsibility and this tremendous power, and. Uh, you know what they say. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, and it, it weighs on you, and you start thinking, oh, and then you think about the, the 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 shorties, the little children over in Africa, and like, how can I'm I? I'm ha- thinking about that. <laughs> no, but what kidding, all I'm saying is, totally all would. I'm saying is that you're thinking about it. It fucks your brain up. Everyone's sure. like, oh, it, it wouldn't change me. I'd still bust tables. I'd still I'd no. still work with blue 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 blue. blue, blue. Fuck you! I would quit. My, I would quit you. my job that day. Maybe that's true. The only people Maybe I've heard true, but say that if they won the, the giant lotto, they would still come to work and give them a two weeks notice. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I would punch you for. Doing I would that. buy the company. You and fire everybody. <laughs> or it's not. It's not even necessarily about. It's not even necessarily the thing about. Oh, I would still work, or I would still be humble, or whatever. It's the thing about um, them saying, acting like it's not going to fuck with your brain. It absolutely. Of course, is. it's like it's not going to change you. And that's I would, a, that's I would immediately th- go back to drinking. And I know that. That's another thing that you can't put a price tag on is being the you that is a peer with with everyone, uh, people who are not in high society. All right, okay, let's 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 ask the question then, just for fun, because they also they say this is it's one of the most fun things to do, and they say it actually relieves a lot of stress to think about what you would do without any kind of 
repercussions from the lottery. Say you won, you know, say you won the billion dollar lottery, and you got five hundred billion cash, already taxes paid on it. Sure, you can you can invest it, you can buy shit with it, and you pay you have to pay taxes on stuff after that. Right, you have that. But I have, but I have, you have that very clean. specific ideas about what I do. You have a net worth of five hundred million dollars in cash yes. right now. Yes, okay. I know the the very first thing I would do, but you go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm I'm curious. Well, I would like the ten people closest to me. I would pay off any outstanding debts that they had. That's awesome. I would pay off all mine. I'd pay off my mom, my sisters. Would you give my any, sister's still doing it? Would you loans. give anybody, uh, anybody close to you, lump sum of any kind? Parents or friends or, uh, I mean, if say a million dollars, a, you know, I, uh, I would, yeah, probably like my mom yeah. or my brother or something like that. Yeah, my mom and Harry would get out of five hundred million. I'd give them something like that just to get ten. Because you know the biggest stress in most people's life is. Money. Yeah. Five hundred million is a fucking lot. It, it is, is a lot, and I could do a lot of good with it, and I could also wreck fucking shop. <laughs> ten ten million to my parents, five million per brother, uh a couple million per cousin. Um, <laughs> I love the way the hierarchy works based on <laughs> uh none of my cousins are getting shit from me. Well, but my maybe my cousin Mandy. Us. I love my cousin Mandy. I'm, I'm talking about my cousins Eric and Todd and Teresa and, and, and Drew and Aaron, the ones that I my first cousins who I grew up with. You know what I mean? What about Steve J and Justin? Well them too. I mean I'm saying <laughs> I know all your yeah. family. <laughs> um I'd pay off uh it like any any of my f- close friends. Like <laughs> there's eight of us, maybe. I'd pay off their student loans or whatever, just set them back, just to because. Yeah. But there is a problem where then they're going to look at me differently because they're going to feel like I feel like they owe me something. The ones who knew you wouldn't wouldn't yeah, think see, that. They, no, I no, think. Well, the it, I, th- I don't think any of the ones I'm thinking matter. of would. Think it right. doesn't matter if they're really thinking it. Yeah. The possibility is there. It changes shit. Yeah. It changes shit. It's. It's not as. I mean, I'm not saying uh, that. That that's not you know something to be envied having all that much money. I'm just saying it's not to be envied as much as you might think. Because right. you lose a lot. I mean, we're we're straying away from it now. <laughs> the original point. What kind of what would what be, would what would you do with the five hundred? What would you be? Well, I mean, that's, I what, asking, that's what where would we be, were. Yeah. What would you, what would your house be like? What kind of house would you have? I wouldn't have a gigantic, crazy, insane house. Me I either. I, I mean, would want like a lot of property. I wouldn't either. That's that's trouble too. Well, I'd, I'd want enough to where I don't have any neighbors, unless I bought it and I put somebody that I wanted there. Well, know? that's that. Here's how I would solve that. I, and I already know what I would do: buy I, an old mountaintop removal site and <laughs> put that some bitch up there. Um, <laughs> well, no, I would buy a mountain and he's have gonna, have he's them. Gonna, he's going to tunnel into the mountain. Ha, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm going to build a road. He's up a to dwarf, it, and then I'm going to fucking punch a hole in the side of the mountain and make a hobbit house. Just sit there it. and hit it. <laughs> Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. I'm sorry. <laughs> you awesome. could probably just buy an abandoned mine shaft and fix it up real nice. Could do something like that. You know, make it somewhat dwarf slash hobbit where there would actually be a... A round door? Yes, absolutely. A round door, uh, round windows punched into the side, fireplaces in every room. You know, the nice little round fireplaces. Would you uh, have a staff? Would you have servants? No, no. But would you have, would you have like a guy though, like... Uh, water heater busted. I'm going to sure. call my yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Overpay I mean, the shit out of him. He's absolutely. like some local drunk that you like. Yeah, and who, know, who knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah I've definitely. had those guys. Whenever I ran apartments, I had two or three drunk guys that I'd called. And, and they all know shit, too. They all know exactly what they're doing. They could have had a, a, decent, yeah. a decent run at things <laughs> but then if they hadn't been drunk. Drunk guys that know how to do everything. 
And then, okay, the house is, there's that, the, the big house to take care of. I might even have a, it might even be up on the mountain where I would rig up an old fashioned iron fucking almost Game of Thrones esque elevator going up to it where people, <laughs> you know what I mean? That would be fucking awesome. Um, would you call, have a helipad? No, I wouldn't want a helicopter, I don't think. Maybe. Would you start doing weird shit like that? Like Eventually, probably. Start. Yeah. I, I want to learn how to fly. I would definitely maybe buy a private jet so I could go places that I wanted to go. And That's going to be... And I have to worry about... You can get a decent one for a $10 million, you know. Yeah, you get a great one for $10 million. For, for that, I thought it would be yeah. that would be on low end. Uh, it'll be... It's going to cost a lot to... It's going to be... To own it. To, yeah, to a few years, years old. You're going to have to have a place to store it and all that stuff. Um, well, yeah, so I could just fly off to, you know, visit and, and explore places and, and and travel. That would be the thing. Um, and I would, so I wouldn't have to deal with, you know, the airplane, airline companies and all that stuff. Even flying first class pales in comparison to having your own plane. So um, there's that. Hobbit hole jet. Um, car would be a, a really souped up Jeep of some kind or maybe a Land Rover, or, you know, some some kind of thing that I could go up in the mountains and do shit in. You know what I mean? Mm. Was just one car? Yeah, multiple cars. One car. I'd have a few cars. Just one. I'd have a few. I'd have the grocery getter. I'd have uh, maybe one that's for like the summer and then maybe one for the winter. Yeah, I'm not a big sports car guy, but I'm... No, I don't either. What I would probably do is get like an old muscle car and have them put new guts and shit in it. Like an old Nova or a Charger. So it looks cool, but it drives yeah, like a Yeah, but it drives car. like a new car. I'd go the other way. I think I'd get like a... You get like a new... Tony Stark Audi. <laughs> get like a, a new Corvette and have them put old guts in it. <laughs> Yeah, it looks great. It drives like <laughs> shit. Can't corner worth a fuck. Hey, I can do it, though. <laughs> um, there's that. Uh, of course, Annie is... I should have said that right off the bat. She's... Well, that sort of goes without saying. Sure. I mean, she... she Not even a trust fund. I'd just say, Annie, you can do whatever you want in life now. You know, if you want to go to college... <laughs> that happened to people. You know what she um, should do? Uh, we'll do a little tangent here. So she she's got access to as much money as she wants right now, or are you going to put it? Are you going to say, or you or are you going to say when you're thirty or when? No, you're because 30? here's so the she thing. Has, so she has to learn some life skills. No, but here's the thing. About that's Annie. what Bu- Warren Buffett does. That sure, with this kid. but here's what Annie is great about Annie. Annie already knows all that stuff. She's already got a job. She, you know, she's she's an adult. Uh, she know that one kid, which you were probably that kid out of all your friends, who was the adult. Who had money? Who knew what they were doing? Who had had stuff on the ball? That's Annie. Like all her friends come to her with her problems, you know, and all kinds of stuff because she's tough and she knows how to solve. It can them. be annoying to be that kid, I imagine. Sure, I mean, and she's not all the way that kid. Like, you know, but they know that she's always, you know, whenever they go out, she always pays for her friends for stuff to eat and stuff. She always has money because I'm a. Whenever she needs something, up and she asks me, I get it for her. Um, B, she works. And she, what does she work at, or what does she, she do? You Pizza Hut right now. Okay, um, and she, something I drilled into her head that she really took to heart. I said, "Honey, the number one commodity in life is time. Like you, use your time now to do what you have to do, and then later on in life you do what you want to do." And she really took that to heart. She does it. A quick so, question about Pizza Hut: um, How is the cheese cheese <laughs> stuff? Because John and I have been debating getting this son bitch for, I don't, for the last month and a but half. But we don't want to feel like we got God. We don't want to get God. I don't want to be hoodwinked <laughs> yeah. on this. 
<laughs> My cousin Todd used to do this. I could have got an actual pan pizza, but instead I got this cheese it calzone thing. Oh God, I'm not even interested. That just sounds like a fucking I'm nightmare. Absolutely interested. I just need to know from somebody. <laughs> I haven't heard firsthand from anybody how they are. No, I could. I'll ask her next time I talk to her. I talk to her tomorrow. Um, See that you do and report back. <laughs> <laughs> Such a <laughs> sergeant thing to say. <laughs> this is serious. Um, then uh, let's see the the Hobbit House slash dwarf because one of the one of the uh, hobbies I would absolutely take up is blacksmithing. I know I would, a guy that I can teach. Absolutely do. I'm, There's a guy around here that can teach. Dude, you oh, could shit, do that. Really? You, you could do that now. You could have your own have your own little foundry outside and just work it in the in the warmer months. I don't fucking, know, man. Fucking. I mean, Fucking get get a fucking pile of a coal pile, stoke your fucking thing and start pounding on some fucking iron and shaping it into shit. That would be cool. There's nothing stopping you. From, I know a guy. Weld. I know a guy that does it. He does it by hand, and he like he uses only steel from uh that was part that was like railroad steel mm-hmm. that that was like recycled it's really railroad high steel. Grade. And he uses only a certain kind of coal that like he digs out of his neighbor, you know, or something like that. It's like. You know, he live up here sim- similar message that I try to do with my farm, but he does it as a blacksmith. Um, does he do functional stuff or just ornamental? Um, no, he'll do like custom. Fu- he'll do. He'll build you tools. Jesus. If you like wanted to, like a specific type of farm tool, like a specific type of he, you know, anything like that, he does like that kind so of. So he's thing. very skilled. I think that he's um, he's he's able. I mean, he's able to figure it out, and he's willing to do it if the price is right, kind of thing. He's not gonna. He's not gonna work. He's not going to bust his ass doing some custom thing for you for jump chains. Like he's, right, he's right. trying to make, you know. It's like sure. there's there's all these knife makers. He understands the value oh, of his time. Yeah. They just make knives, and they might make ten a year. And I think but he, they sell for he wrote some ten or fifteen thousand yeah. dollars. He wrote some manifesto that I like. Not manifesto. That's the wrong word. Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> that, sounds that sounds. He great. wrote. He wrote like a like a um a business philosophy about his thing. It's like okay, here's how it works. It's like. Um, I have a lot of projects. I'm going to continue to have a lot of projects. My time is valuable to me. I'll get to it. When, you know, if you if you want me to do something for you, I'll get to it as soon as I can. But I'll get to it when I get to it. You, if it goes longer than I say, than I than I guesstimate it's going to go, then it's going to go longer. And it, you know, and if you have a problem with any of this, I just won't do it. For, like nobody is entitled to my services. Is he independently wealthy? No. Okay. I don't. Well, I don't. I mean, anybody could be. We wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, d- I doubt it. Yeah. Plus, his skill is um, something that's probably rare around here. Should it be rare? I mean, around here, it'd actually be, be more commonplace than when some yeah. some place. I mean, else. I know. I know a guy that does. Sure, it. and that's you know. He know. There's two people. There's actually the same a, guy. There's a forge know. in Ohio called the Wilma uh, Window August Forge. It's in Wilma, Ohio, and they have apprenticeships. Like you can apply see, for one. I actually did. I did this exercise. This thing about if I had a lot of money or whatever thing when I was um uh when I was like working in a coffee shop and working on music and stuff I was like just as a thought exercise mm-hmm. it was like shouldn't it be shouldn't your goals be the same? Whether you have money or not. And yeah. I thought about it and so and so I was like, well if I if I had a lot of money here are the things that I would do and there are certain things that um just aren't economically feasible. Like I can't just buy you like I couldn't just buy Golly you couldn't just buy Golly Bridge High School and do that. That's sure. not doesn't make sense. But the things you could do whimsically if you had tons of money, but your your basic goal and the basic your your spiritual you know what your needs are and what your what your goals are should be roughly the same. Yeah. Um. And so that's kind of what I like 
what I got out of that thought exercise when I was doing it was like um, kind of just DIY ethics. It's like it's like the thing you said with you know being a blacksmith. It's like like you have a, you like you work a lot and you you're like dedicated living weights. Like you don't have a ton of time to spend to pour into a hobby based on you know what you're doing right now. But you could start blacksmithing mm-hmm. tomorrow mm-hmm. or whenever you're off work. Or start start the pro- process of educating yourself, watching YouTube videos. What have others done? Oh, I do. To I, set up your own starting, forge yeah. in your backyard or wherever, build a little, sh- you know, mm-hmm. and just work on it one day a week or whatever. And then over time, you'll be a blacksmith. It's well, like because you, it, it kind of it, it that forges the different parts of my personality, the physicality and the art- artistry into one thing. And um, so. actually, the the New River College Community College or whatever, you know, up on the plateau. Has a black has a primitive blacksmithing course. Really, they they just offered one like it's happening right now. Awesome, but they only do the course if so many people sign up for it, you know, whatever. But they have like shit like like there are opportunity, you know. There there's, I mean, at the point I'm, I'm not trying to like there's no excuse to check, but well, just no, for for, for anybody that's listening, for myself, for all of us, if, if there's something that you know you want to do, you think, oh, if I had a lot of money, I'd do this. Why don't you just take the if out of that? And start taking steps to do it. It's sort of like what we do here. Nobody's going to give us a show, like so. We just decided five years ago, almost. God, we didn't say, so "Boy, crazy. if we if I had five hundred million dollars, I would I would advertise and make a make a great podcast that's really popular." It's like, well, we're just going to do we it. We didn't anyway. say the if we just started doing it. And we're just going to do it if anyway. If it becomes popular, that People would be listen, great. Whatever, yeah. Like, we have and we have at this point dedicated listeners. Yeah, we have. Quite a few. We, I think we have a lot more than we realize. Yeah, I think so too. I'd like them to start reaching out to other people to get them to listen. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's like me uh, with music and John with music, and nobody's giving me a record contract any goddamn time soon. I'm not. Nobody's going to want to pay me a lot of money to sing for them. Yeah, all, I but mean, I'm going to do it anyway. Well, I mean, I'm. Yeah, if no, I have to do it here in my house by myself, I'm going to do it. Yeah, Pete. All the, all these people are like, oh, you know, recording an album costs money. You got to have at least as much money to be able to. It's like, motherfucker, I made enough money from selling, from scavenging, fucking getting, picking shit up off the street and from thrift stores and selling it on Amazon and eBay. And um, like buying Chinese bootlegs and selling them on eBay. I bought, I bought like several thousand dollars worth of like microphones and recording equipment just in my spare time after work and, and taught my fucking self. How to be how to be a fucking sound engineer (laughs) just by practicing and reading and learning and trying and failing and just putting time and energy into it. I became a proficient sound engineer. But here's the thing about that with you. okay? and this is something that is a compliment and I'm not trying to let other people off the hook, but you have a rare. Penis. Steak, right here, it's done. No. <laughs> Penis no. steak? Mm. It's, it's like a cow's tongue. It's like, how many people know how good that is? Oh, God. No. You ever had a heart? Heart's good. Deer heart. I've only had deer heart. Deer heart's tremendous. It's it? rich. It's really mineral rich. Yeah, it's, it's... Anywho, you have this... For one thing, you're extremely intelligent. For another... Uh, well, I'll even say 1% intelligent. But you also have this thing where you have an ability to zero in on something. I mean, it's almost, it would be almost considered a, a, an, autistic, a, an autistic or attention deficit mm-hmm. uh, quality. Not everybody has that. 
you know, and it's and it's like I think I have it to a certain degree too, but mine is much more. It's it's like trying to wrestle a fucking bear. I just can't, you know. There's so much shit going on, and every now and then I'll pin him down and say, "Cause this is what we're gonna do." And I've done that my whole life with weight, so that's something that I'm fairly good at. But other things that I have been good at, like drawing, and which I've completely given up on, uh, writing, which I still do, um, still do it all the time in my head and write stuff out. Um, I've had a very many other interests and just not good at uh, zeroing in on them and uh, and really getting the ball rolling. And and few people are good at that. I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that that that's. I mean, maybe like the, the autistic ability to hyper-focus. I don't think you're autistic. Not, well, I'm not saying I am. Okay. It's whatever. I'm not offended either way. Okay. Um, I might have been born with the mental capacity to hyper-focus and follow through and get things done, but it wasn't something I had in my teens. It wasn't something I had in my early 20s. It was something that I, like... You harnessed? I had to break, the, I ha- I had to break myself. Like, you know what I mean? It was a personal growth achievement of mine. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't just able to do that, to f- to finish and follow through things. It's it's some, And I still struggle with it. It's like, I mean, come look at my house. It's like, look at all the things that are unfinished. Well, but the thing about... The- For everything that I finish, there are a thousand things that I start and, and right. dick off on. Um. So, so, yeah, to some degree, I have... I have those certain... You know, there are certain t- things and certain times where I can focus in on something and hyper focus and, and follow through on it but it it didn't come naturally to me it's something that that in and of itself is is uh, a project that I have always been working on but I am going to say something about that too that statement that you just made is something you had built into the most successful people that I know of in this life two of them Bruce Lee and Arnold Schwarzenegger described to a T exactly what you just said they were they are exactly like that. They were people who were unfocused and then who disciplined themselves in doing something to such a, a degree that other people thought they were insane about it. That's what Dave Draper said. That's what Frank Zane says. That's what all all these bodybuilders that I try to follow, Bill Pearl. They say you have to do something and you have to be so obsessed with it to be good at it that other people are actually alarmed. Yeah, great you know, greatness and insanity are are uh, not not mutually or they're uh, what's what's the word. They're cousins. They're almost like prerequisites of each other. Sure. Or, or, or at least you don't have to be a genius to be insane, but you have to be a little bit insane to be, be a genius. genius. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, um, you know, my thing, I, I try, my thing is if I make one little mistake, I, I fall down. You know, I'm not that way anymore. I've been eating like shit the past couple of days. I made that pot of soup and bought some stuff and I'm back to back to work tomorrow, you know. It's the way it is, and I'm not even working out tomorrow. So, and that's actually a, a behavior that I've broken. If I wasn't working out, I was barely eating, and even if I was eating, eating it was shit. I'm not doing that anymore, and I'm actually doing very well with that. But you know, I'm saying that you know Arnold was a he had an older brother that was you know uh, squandered their family's money, and you know this and that, and he was and he was a very unfocused young man himself. And then just one day, he just decided he's going to do this, and his parents took him to a psychiatrist because they thought it was insane. I mean, bodybuilding, especially in Austria, he didn't, was nothing. He, did, he didn't look like he was going to be a bodybuilder. Then, he I'm didn't. Sure. He sure didn't. And um, you can argue that he did certain things to reach that. If you argued that he didn't, you're a fool because he did them. You know, that's just... I would say that the only person I can think of that didn't do it is Bill Pearl. But... Um, 
you know, that's to me, that's neither here nor there again you know, with a steroid question. It's what are you willing? I know lots of guys who take steroids who, who aren't, who haven't moved to another country, learned the language, <laughs> you know, married into American royalty, um, become the world's biggest movie star, wrote, you know, wrote tons of wrote books. tons of books is an extremely engaging and, and, and intelligent person. Good books. Yes. Who Arnold? Yes. Arnold's written some good books. Education of a bodybuilder is one of the best books I've ever read. I forget which one it is, but the one uh, that Bradley had the, the bodybuilding book by him was like the big one. Yeah, I think that's so. the encyclopedia of modern bodybuilding. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that t- that yeah. taught me everything I know about it's bodybuilding and weightlifting is, yeah, is from that. Exactly. And it covers everything. And it's mm-hmm. like and I, there's still things in that that I remember that I like have a photographic memory about the once or twice that I've that I leaf through it. Things about diet, things about how to how to gain like the whole Mindset. like the whole thing about like, oh, if you want to gain weight, you need an additional thirty six hundred calories. Yeah. If you want to lose weight, you need uh, to take those calories away. Exactly. It's yeah. and 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 thinking about it, you know, and it's very like just structurally kind of rigid, mm-hmm. but the stuff is, and it's not perfect, but it, the concepts are sound, and they're and they're still relevant. Well, and it's like this, too. Every time I get, like today, I'm going to be honest before I got here, and you guys could tell, I was a little bit depressed. But then, one thing that is a visualization technique that I have taken from Arnold and Bill Pearl and all these other guys is I, I visualize my life at the end goal. How is that going to feel when all that stuff is complete? How, how, how great is that going to feel? Knocks it right out. I'm I'm good. I don't have to worry about anything else because that's what I'm doing. If if nobody wants to be with we with you're, me for it, fuck them. You're, you know, I can't really. You know, it's like you're, you're thinking of of um how 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 can my present self benefit my future self? Absolutely. Instead of how can I benefit my present self? Right. Which is what most people do. They're just like oh, I just want you know give me the soda, give me the give me the you know whatever, give me the candy bar, give me the Netflix, whatever it is that we all do. Sure. And you have to be you have to give yourself some of that. I had a candy bar today. Should I eat fast food twice today? But but yeah, so we all do that. But the point is is the more that you can use your present self to benefit your future self, um the better that your chances of future success will be. Absolutely. Like, it sounds like a very like mind-numbingly simple thing to say, <laughs> but it's amazing how few people actually understand it. Right. And you know, it's like I had to get patient. One of the things is I have no patience. And I was working out, like you guys told you, I was working out way too much. Just fucking a thousand reps in one session. That's insane. That's yeah. insane. So, I mean, unless you're doing like, you know, jumping unless jacks it's, well, no, or unless, crunches. Or, unless it's contest prep. Like if I was jump, going, ju- I did a thousand jump ropes. It's like, so what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I had to back off to three times a week and, much fewer reps, but with heavier weight, you know, and that's what works. I've always known that what's work. That's what works. But I was so terrified by those times where I wasn't in the gym. What am I going to (laughs) do? What am I going to do in those times? And now I'm just like, well, what about all the things we always say we're going to do? Let's a clean the house, clean the house today and yesterday. Um, B watch stuff. I've watched all kinds of new stuff. I watched Mandalorian. I've watched, you know, how'd you like it? I liked it. Um, have you seen it? I've not watched it yet. It's good. Uh, Bill Burr's not on it yet. I was waiting for his, Bill, Billy Redface. I was his, talking, to, out. talking to Aaron at work today. And I was like, what if somehow Bill Burr is the main character <laughs> in this? <God>. <laughs> it's Pedro Pascal. Hey, Boba Fett! <laughs> <laughs> you fucking queer with your helmet? <laughs> I'm not wearing a helmet! 
<laughs> what do you need a helmet for? <laughs> Get out of here with your fucking cape. What are you, yeah. a fucking superhero? You're a fucking ninny. Fucking bounty hunter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What else do you watch? I know uh, we... You, um, you got uh, the been into Vikings heavy. Like I've watched Vikings. I've heard that's fucking great. It is, dude. I didn't. I wasn't on board because at first I thought, well, you're just getting a bunch of pretty people and dress them up like Vikings shit. That's not really the case, man. One of the first, one of the things that grabbed me right off the bat is there was a Finnish strongman in there as one of the. Uh, he wasn't the main character, but it, I saw him. I was like that's fucking Yoko Ahola, and it was. <laughs> He's fucking hulking around. He's you know, and he died pretty early on. He wasn't the main character though, but. Um, Another thing got me is like we were talking about the the pagan rituals where you know they go up to this place in the mountains every nine years and nine people are sacrificed along with nine animals and they go willingly. You know this is pagan culture, and they did it almost in complete silence with this, but with this crazy music playing before and it was so reverent and it was peaceful and it's a scene of such violence. But at the same time, it melted itself with a kind of peace that was soothing. It was weird. And that's, I think that's, pagan cultures, for some reason, are able to more depict what it is, it is to be actually human. The big three religions are shit. They they have so divorced us from anything human, because you're supposed to be, you're not supposed to enjoy sex, you're not supposed to do all these things. Pagan religions are the opposite of that. They're like, enjoy all the things. This is what we are. God made all this stuff for us. Let's the gods made all this stuff it. for yeah. us. And, and the gods are, you know, anthropomorphic representations of things in our because we're not smart enough to understand them and we're full of fear. That's a part of it, too. And I like the fact that it's just structured good. Like, the, they speak English, of course, when they're talking to each other, but they let you know that the only reason they're speaking English is so you can understand. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to subtitle it. You know what I mean? When when people from other cultures meet, they're they're speaking in their in their tongue and they have subtitles because they can't understand each other. See what I'm saying? So, you know, the this one King Eckbert, who's the king of uh Northumbria. No, Wessex. He's the king of Wessex, which is its own kingdom back then. England was very similar to the Seven Kingdoms at that point. Like you had um, Mercia, you had Northumbria, you had Wessex, you had all these different kingdoms, and they're all kings in their own right, you know. And uh, the king of king of Wessex is guy Eckbert, who I really want to like. He's a he's really he's a ruthless son of a bitch, but he's he's very likable. And he's talking to this Viking woman, Lagertha or Lagertha, who was the main character's wife to a certain point. They got a divorce when Viking women had the right to divorce. Um. And he's fallen for her, so he's hitting on her. He's giving her stuff and staring at her. And you know they've got a translator, this uh, priest who they took on. He's the coolest character too. The priest is. He they got him from a monastery when they did a raid. Took all the shit, killed all the other fucking monks. Uh, Ragnar took him back home, wanted him to be a slave. But one of the reasons he brought him back home is because he wanted him to teach him about this place. Because Ragnar's a farmer, and he picked up the dirt, and it was so he smelled it, and he's like, oh my god. You know, we don't have dirt like this back in, you know, Scandinavia. The the farmland in Scandinavia is shit. That's the reason that they started raiding, because they don't have any food. They had to kill each other take each other's food, you know. So they saw this is such a rich place. So he wanted to know what it was like. He wanted to know about them. Also, know thy enemy. So he was asking him questions about the people there and stuff. So he became, he was a Christian monk. Then he became a full-fledged Viking. Like, he started fo- following the pagan gods. And then he got recaptured by the, the old English. gods. 
But you know, see the thing about it is in Game of Thrones, is it, all those things are parallels to na- to our world. Yeah. You know, and I like the fact that he did that. You know, the old gods, yes, that is, you know, the seven are a representation of Christianity. You know, they're brought from across the sea by another group who enforce it with steel. That's Christianity, and then the old gods are a representation of yes, the pagan, the Celts. The the first men are the Celts. They used bronze and all kinds of stuff. But anyway, he comes back with them. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of very interesting and, 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 and compelling characters. Uh, the Sarsgaard kid from uh, It, he's got a brother that's on there who plays this guy, Floki, who's a complete nutcase. But he's awesome. And at one point, man, I was watching it, I thought he was going to turn against the main character, and it was all a work the entire time. I was like, ah! You know, it was like <laughs> one of those moments. And you, because you were so fucking happy that all these people you thought were turning against each other didn't. You know, so... Man, it's it's a good fucking show. I'm I'm so into it. Um, you want to do favorite things since we're yeah. already kind of kind of doing that? Let me yeah. find the stupid gay song. No, no. Okay, okay. That's the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a democracy, so John is thirty percent of the vote, so he wins. <laughs> I was I was saying uh, thinking um, if I had uh, unlimited funds. Or I won the lotto or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, my house, I'd probably get one similar to this size, but it'd have a nice big finished basement where we'd put the podcast studio. Yeah, and I'd have set like uh, I'd buy a, a good drum set, good synthesizers and stuff, and and hire musicians and John, or I'd have John come over and help me record <laughs> record songs. Yeah. Oh boy, we could get the, the fucking like Pro Tools. Of- Elite Suite and all the fucking we could get all all the stuff like whatever kind of cool synthesizer you you would want some uh, actually decent microphones like some yeah some some multi multi thousand dollar microphones I'd buy the one that they recorded Abbey Road with that's the one those actual ones (laughs) (laughs) he'd have the money you can actually you can actually record in that studio and use their mics really yeah guess what it's a lot of money. That doesn't make you sound good. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, yeah, Ask Oasis. No, I'm kidding. They were a good band. I, yeah, I do. I just do all the stuff that I do now. Except on a grander scale. Except for legitimate, like, better, hopefully. Well, yeah, you can say, imagine the fucking gym I'd put together. <laughs> oh, oh I, that's one thing I would have. I would have a fucking full fucking gym. I'd have a, a ring in there and hire somebody to come over and teach me how to box. And I'd hire fucking... Henzo Gracie to come down here and teach me how to jujitsu. Absolutely. Well, speaking of which, um, are you trying to hold on to that heavy bag, or can I? I mean, I'll buy it from you. Seven thousand dollars. I'll give you fifty. Seems bucks reasonable. Yeah, that seems even more. Reasonable. Fifty bucks is perfect. <laughs> just because if I buy one that buy nice, dinner it's gonna, the next couple times, I don't give a shit. It's gonna be. I'm just saying, you know, that way, like, if you change your mind, okay, you know, uh, give me my fifty bucks back. I'll give you your bag. Was you it know, fifty pounder? It's a hundred. It's a pounds. it's a nice bag. It's a good bag. Everlast. It was a hundred bucks. Everlast. I believe it's Everlast. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. Just buy. It's nicer than the ones they have at Dicks. Yeah. It was hundred bucks on Amazon. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll give you fifty bucks for yeah, that thing. It's barely been used. You can give me fifty bucks, or you can buy dinner a couple times. I really don't care. Mm. Whatever you want to do. Anyway, favorite things. Chuck, you want to start? Yeah. Um. Besides Vikings, which I went into in great detail. Um. I'm about halfway through with uh, Dragon Reborn. This is the third uh, Wheel of Time uh, book. And um, 
I still like it. I for some reason though, it's that book that eats that series that eats my life. I was eating I was reading the Tad Williams series at the same time and the Tad Williams books are there is no comparison about which is better written. I mean, Ted Williams is besides George R. R. Martin, he's the best writer I've ever read. Mm-hmm. So or man, Dan Dan Simmons is a good one too. But um you know, and I've and I've quit reading that book and it had just gotten good. So, you know, um no favorite things too is uh the gym's going really well. Um I put a picture up on Instagram, I was like you know, we're good. Yeah, I got, I got, I think all the size back. So, I mean, it was even I. I mean, because I had deliberately veered off that and and done an arm workout where I knew I was just going to be jacked. And I was like, I'm going to take a picture. I mean, I I did that on purpose, and I was very pleased with it. Um, what's your water intake like? Not nearly what it should be. A half gallon a day. You know, it's that's pretty fucking good. No, it's not. It should be a gallon. Solid, nah, half gallon. Solid gallon. Half gallon is, it's you're staying hydrated. Is your and piss nice and nice and clear? Yeah, it's never. It's never. You're like consum- a dull yellow. Yeah. You're consuming other fluids. Sure, milk. Lots have, of milk. It has lots of water yeah. in it. I mean, it's, that hydrates you. Yeah, I mean, the, the water I take in alone with kratom is probably enough to. <laughs> that doesn't even count. All the, that doesn't count the kratom water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, another favorite thing. Oh shit! I was talking to a friend. I. I watched The Breakfast Club again. It's a great movie. And I cannot stress, after watching it, how fucking great that movie is. I mean, it's just the the fact that it takes place in one fucking room, essentially. Of course, they go outside to the gym and all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, somebody showed me a, a kid who took a senior picture, and he and he recreated that for a senior Hell picture. Yeah. I said, I want to be that kid's friend. <laughs> Um, but I was sitting there thinking, and I and one of the things that his favorite thing, and I and I don't want to sound egotistical, but and correct me if I'm wrong, I have a I have an ear and an eye for story. I can cobble something together fast, like throw throw a story together that will that has legs that will go. So I was sitting there thinking, well, thank you very much. I love that fucking song. Um, I was thinking about a, a Breakfast Club sequel, and and I broke it down like this. The beginning scene would be John Bender getting out of jail. John Bender is Emilio. No, no, it was, that's Andy Dwyer, the bad boy. Andy, uh, Andy Clark is uh, Emilio. Judd Nelson is Judd. Is, yeah, is, yeah. Uh, he's just getting out of jail. Um, he gets uh, an email because pretty much now it'd be it'd be a few years back because they'd just be they'd be adults and and now they'd be grandparents. Yeah, they'd be in their early fifties, late forties yeah. now. Yeah. So. And I had hammered out a, a a biography of each one of them. You know, he his his main consideration is the fact that everything that that son of a bitch uh, vice principal Vern said about him absolutely was true. That sucks. Yeah, um, and he had to deal with that. Like he he gets invited. They you're they, they, they you're doing like you're doing for the Breakfast Club what Nef, what uh, what YouTube recently did for the Karate Kid. Yes. Yes. But it wouldn't be anything comedic about it, other than the fact that it would be some comedic parts. You know what I mean? Because it's the Breakfast yeah. Club is not a comedy. I but mean, there's lots of funny parts in sure. it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but he, the, he, him, and those other kids—they stayed friends in high school. Like they, they went their separate ways to a certain degree, but they stayed friends. They never backstabbed each other, but they would 
they stayed the breakfast club. They would get together every now and then and actually have breakfast and stuff like that, and that continued until they were a certain age, and they all went their separate ways. Brian became a – the nerd became a software programmer. That's an easy one, I know, but that's just – the and he – Or he could be a tech billionaire. Something like that. It was going to be something like that. And what happened with him is he – Invites them all out to uh, his house, which is a ranch somewhere. And they're, he's like, let's have a reunion. I haven't seen you guys in forever. You're my friend still. We're all getting a little bit older. Why don't we get together? So Allison became a heroin addict. That's Ellie Sheedy. Yeah. Um, she has since kicked. She, she's a counselor. She's a drug counselor now. She's doing good. But what you'd expect from an ex-heroin addict, not great. You know, she's still struggling. Um, Claire married is in a loveless marriage. Like her parents were. Um, I know what that's like, huh, folks? <laughs> I know what it was like to be a likeless marriage. <laughs> 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 a much harder, a much harder one to pull off. Um, Andy became a wrestling coach and alcoholic. Um, and um, that, that's all of them. What, what, what about the the nerdy boy? I said he was a tech guy, and he he had the ranch. He's fighting him out. His name was Brian. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Brian does that, and he invites them all out. And then they had this thing where they're sitting around talking, and it is a recreation, basically a, a replay of what they've done when they were kids. And they all have to deal with, you know, they get mad at each other somewhat. You know. This is a really good idea, Chuck. It's not bad. You should get paid for this. Well, then there was a point where the, the meat of the story was is that uh, Judd Nelson um, lies the entire time. He says that he's a success. He rents a car. He he creates this whole fucking thing so he doesn't have to be embarrassed. And it all comes crashing down, you know, because he falls for Claire again and, and her marriage is fall, falling apart and all kind of stuff. And him and Brian get into an argument and he accuses him. He's just like, you know, my life fell apart, but the only reason you had this thing is so you could rub it all in our faces that the nerd, the one who got picked on, is the one who made it best. And Brian comes out and says, that's that was true to begin with. He's like, that's what I was kind of doing it for. But you guys are my friends, and then you know some romance happened. Uh, Allison and some romance happened. Well, Allison was going to help uh, Emilio with his drinking. He became a horrible, hopeless alcoholic, and he showcases it when he's at this thing. Like he gets shit faced, drunk, gets into a fight, you know, all this stuff, and then. She talks to him and she's like, why do you drink that way? You know, I had all these scenes planned out, just, you know, rapid fire, like going through my head. And I was like, man, none of that was bad. It was all pretty good ideas. It's a structure you could build on. Yeah. And, um, but I don't know how to write screenplay. So, well, there's screenplay cl- classes. Sure. Oh, shit. You, I could look it bullshit. up on the internet how to do it. All it is, know, easy, I know, so. I don't know a lot about it, but you just write the, the, uh, in parentheses or in italics or something, sure. write the setting where they're at. Scene, yeah. John turns over here and looks. Yeah, I mean, you could write the story. And I'm not, then, and I'm not doing that to cop out of, but I'm, I am doing it because it's fan fiction and it's something that would never get made. I'm, I would, I wouldn't want to write it. I wouldn't say it's something that would never get made. They've all said they wouldn't do it. Really Cobra yet. Kai is something that got made. <laughs> That's true. And they've got That's like most true. of the original actors back. And, and the it's only good. one who didn't was the, who, who was the villain. Uh, if you know, it's good enough. They would make they it. would make it, but they're all too old now for the for the story I was telling. Well, I mean, we could get younger people then. No, you can't recast that. Or we could just move it to where they're all in their late alter 50s. It, alter it slightly yeah. where they would be. Yeah, I mean, and but I, that's one thing. 
I'm not copying up, but I, but that's a favorite thing is I'm able to do that. Like that was 15 minutes of thinking where I, when I thought about all that, you know, because I was, we were texting and I was telling him, there's this, there's this, there's this. And he's like, man, that's really good. You know, he's like, he's like that off the top of your head. Yeah. You know, just, and because the movie really, uh, for one thing, I fell asleep with it on and I was kind of dreamt it about it a little bit. And I was like, well, you know, anybody would want to know. It's it's like I wanted to see a sequel to uh, Say Anything. So I was kind of writing it. I would love to see a sequel to Say Anything. Lloyd Dobler had become a uh had become a guy in MMA. He was martial artist. Yeah, he was he he ran a dojo. He was trained fighters, you know what I mean? He was did fairly well and he was coming over to England. Uh, part for, part of that story has to be him being a kickboxer because it's the sport of the future, yeah. <laughs> and then kick kickboxing. I mean, he's a great kickboxer, and it, but the sport itself isn't going anywhere. And sometime in the mid nineties, he decides to try MMA, and then he becomes gets a good, strangled. A good, yeah, in his first few fights because he didn't he he didn't know how to grapple or anything. Right. That has to be part of it. Sure, right? of course. Well, I mean, but <laughs> the thing about it was is that he most of these things hinge on modern technology. He actually sees a. Uh, Diane on Facebook and she's not married all kind of stuff so he just sends her a, a message saying you know I'm going to be in he London fr- he friends her and goes back and likes a bunch of old pictures like I've seen a, a solid <laughs> plan <laughs> um, but no it would have them you know getting together and hashing out and, they, and they've actually done this before the, the 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 not with that but the the best example I've seen of this is uh, Ethan Hawke's uh, before trilogy before sunrise before sunset you know, who directed that? The guy. Uh, I think Ethan Hawke directed that. No, it's it's uh, the guy that you like. Uh, Is it uh, Linkletter? Yes, he directed those. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, and I, you know, to tell you the truth, I've never watched them. The reason I've never watched them is I know I would not recover for a few days because they're going to be. It's going to be a fucking sledgehammer. You know what I mean? It, he's able to. You know, Days Confused did what it did. It was very influenced by the studio. You could tell. It's a great fucking movie, man. I love it. But uh, every, everybody wants some is tremendous. I mean, it's it's better, you know. But Boyhood, I can't watch. I mean, I I know it would fuck. I haven't watched it, it either. I know it would crush me. So, but you I'm, know what Boyhood is? They started filming it in like 2002. And then every few years they would get together and shoot some scenes oh yeah i've seen some of that oh man i know that would kill me there's no way it's not just so it seems like it'd be really melancholy i've heard great yeah. things about it well though. sure i mean there's i always say i'll never watch it then when i sat down and i'm bawling i'm just like i'm so glad i watched that you know one of those is eternal sunshine on a spotless mind i mean that was i knew it was gonna be a fucking just a bludgeon. I'm like, this is going to be hard. And I watched it and it had funny parts in it, but it was just the whole thing was melancholy, the whole thing. And then the end, you know, where they come to the point where she's just like, you know, I'm this person and this, and, and you know, and we're going to start to hate each other. And this, and he's like, okay, that's life. I don't that's care. That's all it took. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just like, he, he's it, basically he's saying, he finally accepted it. Mm-hmm, if you, if you try to avoid all the pain and just erase it from your brain, you know, it's like he stops it and says, stop, I want to keep this. I want to keep this. He's trying to hide her in his own brain because he doesn't want to lose her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We've all had that person where you love them 
And you just don't want to lose them. So, and I've lost every single one of them. <laughs> Everybody has. To start yeah, my, my wife mysteriously disappeared. After you had eight crazy eight kids. Eight crazy kids. God love them. She mysteriously disappeared. And uh, I had nothing to do with it. I've been cleared of all charges. You sleep like well, a baby I mean, every night. Conscious is clear. Saying they can't prove anything is not being clear of all charges, Dutch. I, I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to say that it, it's a it's a distinction. What are you trying? to Are say? you casting doubt? I'm not casting any doubt. I'm just saying, my beloved wife, who disappeared mysteriously under very suspicious circumstances. Sure, they sure he had been drinking a lot. Sure, they had been fighting a lot, and he had made multiple threats. That's not evidence. That's circumstantial. Not evidence. Absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. Let's just you know put it that way. Say that again more clearly. <laughs> absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. <laughs> a little better. Evanescence was, is a great evanescence. It's <laughs> <laughs> a tough one. God bless. I hope hope they find her. Hope they find her. She can come back and help raise these hate crazy kids. These fucking bastards are just all over the place. God love them. McKenzie, he's a horrible father, <laughs> but they have fun. They have a good time. We have a good time. <laughs> they get in all kinds of stuff. Rascals, that's what they are. Rascals, rascals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite things I do. <laughs> my eight crazy kids. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, any other favorite things there, Taters? No, that was it was. Fairly busy week for that. So. John, what do you got? I know you've been out in the trails some more. I saw, it, I saw, I saw the pictures. They were nice. Yeah, I, I go on a long hike pretty much every single day. I try to go someplace I haven't been or someplace I haven't been enough. Yeah, so we, what did we leave off? Sunday? Sunday. Sunday well, uh, we recorded. We recorded. And um, I went immediately from there and I did... Uh, I basically did Cotton Hill, but the other side of the river. So I basically just walked the train tracks, like up the Talks Nest and back. Oh, and I recorded. I forgot about this. Give me the, the give me the dingling. Did you see a squatch? <laughs> did you see a squatch? No, um, but like you want the longer one. Uh, be, this it's would okay. be more beneficial. Um, all seventy-two feet. So up. we were, you know, my trusty companion, Bub. And myself walking on the train tracks, and it's a double track over there. Yeah, because they do a lot of shit. They like change. I don't know. It's pretty. It's actually a pretty busy railroad, and um, I was hoping I wouldn't see any trains because they're loud, annoying, and I, it's just very intimidating. Trains are gay. Like being close to one of those trains when it's going by you really fast and it's really heavy and full of coal. The sounds that it, like the it's just the the sheer mass of the thing is kind of frightening. It is. It shakes the fucking ground. Mm-hmm. You think about like, man, if I if fucking if that caught, if I, it, you know, it would just churn you up. It would just like fucking meat grind you. And you know, I've got this dog, and you know, does a freak him? Does a freak bite out? No, he was fine with it. I mean, he could he could sense that I was like a little edgy, and so he like paid extra, you know, listened to me extra well. He's like, so he could, he could tell that I was a little nervous um, because the train came. I was going up the river. I said, "Okay, we'll just we'll just jump down the riverbank here and just and just hang out, and kind of wait for it to pass, instead of trying to walk along and be real close to it with the dog." And you know, and I I don't want them to see me and blow that fucking whistle at me like they yeah, always do. It's the worst. And so I was like, "We'll just hide right here," and um, 
and actually two trains, and that was a fucking really long train, absolutely loaded with coal. They're moving a lot of coal. I don't know where from or where to, but the coal coal is still happening with the CSX and and the railroad around here. I mean, it's 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 still Never booming. Stopped. Yeah. So um, and so I was just down there, and I, I made some audio recording, and then while that train was coming, um. We went ahead. I went ahead and got up and like was walking on the other set of tracks. Another train. I, I was like, wouldn't it be fucked up if another train came and we had nowhere to go? And another train came. And so we hopped down like the river bank and it was like not a good place to get off the, it was really steep. Mm-hmm. And so, but I found like a, like, like a little ravine, like where the water drains out and there's like a pipe you could get in. So we went and kind of got in the pipe and kind of hung out. And I just did some audio recordings of, um, of these trains as they were passing by. And my God. And and I did a lot of this on my on the most recent Juna album, saying there's some train sounds on it, and yeah, a lot of it was inspired that. by that, and and just like, just that sound, just how fucking just, just just agonizing that sound is, and it's just it's just going up and down the the valley, you know, anywhere there's train tracks all through, all through the state, and the, these sounds, it's it's just sounded like something haunted. It sounds like. It sounds like a thousand souls being burned to death and screaming. It sounds like ghosts. It sounds haunted. And so, and, and, and I'm thinking about this and I'm wondering like, this may sound, this sounds might sound kind of silly, but I think that sounds have an effect on their environment. I think they have an, like a spiritual effect on sure it. They do. And, and what is the cumulative spiritual effect of these trains making this genocidal <laughs> agony sound? Just at a, at a fucking like 250 decibels in the valleys, going up and down the valleys all the time. What effect does this have on the wildlife? You know, on the trees, on the soil, on 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 everything. What what um, you know, no wonder this fucking area is haunted as fuck. No wonder we're cursed. It's like this sound is. I feel like these these trains. This sound is um has a has an effect on our on our our spirituality and our well being. So I'll, I'll play some. They weren't breaking. Some of those cars just are rough. Trains in, in, in some fashion are always breaking in, in some fashion because they're always kind going of around a... Trying to control that. Yes. Because they get off kilter with each other. There's that. Are you hiding in like you're in a in a pipe? Kind of like, That's yeah. awesome sounding. Yeah, like underneath the train kind of. They're definitely breaking right there. That sounds awesome. And eggs terrifying. It really doesn't. These audio recordings really don't do it justice. But it was like, we should, should put it in Pro Tools and add some reverb. <laughs> and um, and so that was the experience I got. So that was that was Sunday, right after the podcast. Monday, back to Babcock. I went back to Babcock. I did this trail. I was going to do now, this. Loop. Would you recommend people go to Babcock? If you don't go to Babcock, you're a cuck. You should be suicided. <laughs> you should go to Cuckcock. You should be suicided. More like Babcock, right, guys? Yeah. Hey. So I went and did. Um, I went and did. So I set out to do a loop, and I've, I've been using this this uh this this app, All Trails. Is that the one that you're using? Yes. Uh, I'm not impressed so far. Really not impressed with it so far. It might be that my phone is crappy. I don't know, but um. So, because I keep having problems with it, with the saying that the trail is where not where it is, and not being able to find things, and, and the GPS not working well, and all this stuff. But anyway, 
Um, so I went to do this loop and it was, you know, really awesome, but I wound up going like an extra, I set out to do like a four mile loop and I wound up doing like eight miles <laughs> or so, seven or eight, which is fine. Cause I was, I was prepared to go you, that you far. I was going to finish that and then do something else. But it's like, it wound up, I wound up having to go like way around because I'm either I missed this trail, this where the trail split or it's just not fucking there or a tree was over it or something. Um, anyway, it was a great experience. Uh, uh, they did like the overlook part of it, which is, it's basically like the endless wall, but Babcock has its own endless wall. Really? So if you've ever done endless wall right by the bridge there in the Fayetteville area, in the Edmond area, Babcock has that too. It's just a little bit different. It's actually longer. Uh, so I did, did a whole loop and that's when, you know, went down into the gorge and back out. And then back down again, you know, back out. And that was one with the little pedestrian bridge with like the two. I took a picture of it. Uh, and that was a really good hike. You know, that was, was pretty fabulous, even though I was pissed off because the wasn't what I expected with the with the trail with the way that the trail was uh, tracked on the app. Anyway, uh, so that was Monday, and that was good. Tuesday. Tuesday I had an accidental I took an accidental day off because I was going to train go back to jiu-jitsu for the first time in a month but it's class got canceled so I wound up um not hiking that day because I was took a mental health day accidentally yeah I was if I wasn't if it hadn't been if I if I wasn't saving my energy for jiu-jitsu I would have hiked but anyway so then Wednesday was um Wednesday was back to, oh shit, I can't even remember. Wednesday was back back to Hawk's Nest, right? Yeah. yeah. I went back to Hawk's Nest, started in Anstead. So you can park in Anstead mm-hmm. right there in town at the Hawk's Nest rail tra- trailhead, the one that I took all the pretty pictures of, mm-hmm. and go down that rail trail into Hawk's Nest. And then I went back up the other side of the mountain and did this trail that's not named or marked on anything, but I found it on the all trails thing. And that, I, that also was confusing. And I did like, so basically went down into the gorge, back out of the gorge, crazy climb out, back down and then back up again. So that was a pretty, and then I ran a lot of that too. So that was a pretty burly hike. Just, and it was snowy and shit. It's pretty rough here on Tuesday and Wednesday. It was cold and snowy. It was like in the thirties and snowy all day. Um, just fabulous. It's just a really good day. The dog's just, he's just fabulous. He's hes running circles around me, just fucking tearing shit up the whole time. That was fabulous. So, so did Beck with, did I'm sorry, did Babcock again, did uh, Hawk's Nest again, but did new trails. Thursday, I did, that was yesterday, right? Yes. Yes. Yesterday, I did, um, oh, I did um, Glade Creek. Oh, you went to Nichols County. Uh, no, Glade Creek. This Glade Creek is in, uh, yeah, Nicholas County, Beckley County. That's Mercer. Uh, Raleigh County. Okay. Raleigh, yeah. There's um, two Glade Creeks then. It's right on the it's right on the border of Fay County where the trail starts. So there's a like a Glade Creek. It's like a put in for a lot of the rafters. There's like a campground out there, and then there's the trail, the Glade Creek trail that follows Glade Creek up towards Grandview. And it's like a 5.6-mile trail if you go all the way up from the bottom of the gorge up to the top, and then there's other trails up there that I haven't ever been to. And I did three miles up and three miles back to, like, another 
bridge. It's been like all bridges for some reason, like taking a picture of a new bridge every day. And I only did, I only had like enough daylight or enough time to do um, a short leg of that. But I'm that's when I want to go back. I want to do the whole thing. I want to do the full up and back 11 miles at least. Do that in a day. I'd like if someone wants to do that with me. I would do it. It's it's totally doable. It's rail trail, so it's like, you know, it's it's a tolerable grade. It's not that much harder to go up than it is to go down. You know what I mean? That's how what the grade is, and it's fucking. You fall. It's it's like one of the the best swimming holes I've ever seen. And people use actually use this one. Hmm. It's one that's known. People you park at the at the trailhead, and then about a mile up is this waterfall with this really deep swimming hole. It's like singing some like like loth like Lothlorien. There you go. Elvish music, and you know, and like shake like like twerking to twerking, twerking to <laughs> Elvish music. <laughs> Uh, so that was, and that was fabulous too. It's still snow. It was, it was like in the thirties and forties that day too. Uh, that was kind of eye opening too. Like the, the more I do, the more I find that I need, like, I'm just feel like I'm just scratching the surface surface. Like the more I, the more hiking I do, the more I realize there is left to do. Well, it's like that I've never done. And it's like, it's a tragedy that I'm almost, you know, I'm middle aged and, from this area, and I'm just now discovering these things. I feel like a big piece it's of shit. It's crazy. Well, it's crazy. I mean, it's like we live in a great place, but we just we're not tapping into the, the wellness potential. Like how good right. you feel when you're in that environment for that long, just walking through the woods. Well, maybe that's an opportunity. How, how beneficial I mean, this is, and how few people are tapping into it. Maybe I could put that when I start to do the chisel down and do the Instagram thing. I'm going to do that. Like. This is what you do, and you know I could that could be a thing where I get on YouTube, like I right hear you know West Virginia, it's you know a place to a great place to get in shape, to get in touch with nature, to eat someplace nice, you know, just a travelogue. For, you could spend a year in West Virginia just camping and hiking and exploring and absolutely. doing shit like that, and never come close to running out of things to do. Exactly. So I, that's actually a great idea. I think once I'm because I put on that picture that I took winter coat because like, I've gained I've gained some weight. I can tell. I'm showed. Uh, Dutch has probably seen it, but yeah, I saw it. So that was I think a shot of the like. That was um, Thursday. Today's Friday. Oh yeah, you're looking swole. Today's Friday. Today Friday. today um today was truck day. I took um I'm very just want to. Give a shout out to my truck. How grateful I am! I saw it sitting there. <laughs> I cleaned. I actually washed the outside of it for the first time ever a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <in my mind. laughs> and I tell you, you you know what Cleans I up nice. You know what I you know what I lost by not cleaning it. What? Absolutely nothing. It's fine. Yeah. I gave it its first wash since two th- since July two thousand twelve when I bought it. Doesn't it make you feel good though? Getting into a it always makes me feel good when I clean my car out. To get into it makes me car. feel good knowing that I didn't waste all that water, <laughs> soap, time, and energy washing my car over and over again like some kind of a psychopath when the rain does most of it for free. Like, that makes me feel good. Like Homer Simpson. See, Marge, why do you need to wash the car? But, you never, you never spray off the, the underneath of not, the, to get the salt and stuff? Uh, I've never done that. Neither have I. <laughs> um, my animals lick it off sometimes. Though. But so... Um, 
but 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 having said that, yes, I'm I'm looking at it. I'm like the the, the outside is clean because it's still showing. It's mm-hmm. it still looks clean compared to how it always looks with the algae growing on it. Um, <laughs> and today I took I totally disassembled the interior, and by disassembled the interior, I mean I took all my tools out. I took every item out of the cab, which is a lot. Disassembled? Because this this is a work truck. It's not like something I use to go to my job and back. Like, there's tools. There's food wrap. You know, like I use, like I spend a lot of time in this truck. Yeah. Doing construction jobs. The dog in there. You know what I mean? I don't pick up after myself. Like, I'm just not, I just don't care that much about it. I keep it, I keep it reasonable so a person can get in. and, And so I emptied it out, you know, swept it out, used my new vacuum cleaner, Swept as much of the hair and dirt and shit out as I could, you know, cleaned the inside, cleaned every item that was in it and reorganized it. So it's like, okay, now I know exactly where my bungees are, where my, uh, where my come along is, where my, you know, my, my, all my tire changing shit, this tool, that tool, uh, everything that I keep in there is now I went back over it all. It's all like reorganized in my brain and it's like pretty clean in there. It actually made it. It actually looks worse now because when I removed the dirt and dog hair from from the upholstery, now I can see just how dirty and stained up it is. Because before you couldn't tell; it was right. just like a dusting of dog hair protecting it. So now it looks. It actually looks dirtier now. You know, just just really took some truck hair and then like where I bought where I'd been driving the other car, uh, I'd let it sit for a week. And the bat the battery is the same battery that the only battery that has ever been in that. Truck. It's Toyota, right? Yeah, it's it'll a, be good to the car till the car. Well, jumped. the battery finally. I knew I knew this was coming too because it's starting to get weak, and it finally wouldn't start. So I eventually like jumped it and got it to start. It took a long time. It was I think some water got in the gas or something. I could tell that something was. Mm-hmm. But once it got running, it was fine. And then I went and got the baddest, the most expensive, highest cold cranking amp hours. Highest uh, hours that it can run if your alternator dies. I forget what that acronym is. Highest, um, um, then it was like, what is it? AGH or whatever. I forget the acronym that represents that if you're using it for the electric electrical purposes, like running a winch mm-hmm. or your stereo or whatever, that it can come back like sort of like deep cycle, like it can it can handle a lot more electrical usage because I'm going to get my winch actually installed in it, which is something I've been wanting to do uh, since like 2015. I bought a winch for it and just never installed it so that I can haul logs. So so now now that I have this car, I don't have to be afraid about pulling logs and stuff in my truck because I have a deg- – it's now a work vehicle. So I'm going to put the winch in there, like an electric winch that I've had, so that I can take it in the woods, pull trees with it, do, do rednecky shit with it, and not be freaked out because I'm going to destroy my only vehicle. Yeah. But I've overhauled the inside. I've cleaned it out. I'm going through a process of going through it with a fine-tooth comb and fixing anything that's wrong with it. Just putting some love in, back into my truck that has been such a so trustworthy and such a such a good right up there with Bub. It's just that it's truck. Toyota, is, man. It's Toyota's been are, there. They make a fine that, fucking automobile. That truck has... Um, the transmission so, was probably built right there in Buffalo, West Virginia. Probably was, yeah. So, um, so today was truck day. You said and his I, name. Here he came. And I was going to, um, I was going to do all that, and then go for put another hike in, but I ran out of time. So it was just all truck day today, and I put a new, got the new battery, the, the nicest, best battery I could get that would fit in there. Yeah. And we're ready to go. The thing sounding good, and it's it's also I really appreciate 
driving the truck after driving the little the little uh, roller skate roller skate car, like with the manual transmission going on. How much more power and how much? Mm-hmm. It's literally twice the vehicle. It's twice the size, about twice the engine size, about twice the horsepower. So it's just um, having this new thing, and this is what I was going for, has helped me appreciate. And look, look at differently the things that I already have. It's like now I understand exactly what the function of this thing is in my life and what I need to do to make that tool serve me and, and take care of it. Zen and the art of cleaning your truck. Yeah, and, and this is right after I said I'm glad that I didn't wash my car for, for seven years. <laughs> yeah. But there is something to be said for when I do this cyclical element, when I do clean something, yes, sometimes it's, um, it doesn't make me feel good, but it, it's very positive. It's cathartic. It's, it's like, um, therapeutic. It's like, it's like, it's like starting, starting over, Mm -hmm. hitting the reset button. It's like, it's like when, it's like when you hold the, the reset button down on the NES for three seconds and then push power off. Yeah. To try to get the game to start, yeah. Even though it doesn't actually make a difference, it feels like it does. You're pulling it out and blowing on the cartridge, yeah. Using cotton swabs with uh, a little bit of alcohol on them to clean out the inside of the cartridge, which you're not supposed to do. They say you're not supposed to do that, but it worked every time. Don't know why it just worked. I found some compact discs in my truck. What that I didn't know were in there. So I put them in the in the Yaris. And the Did you car. show them to a youngster and say, "This is how we used to listen to music"? I put them in the Yaris. I'm going to play those sons of bitches. I got um, "Hail Hail to the Thief" by Radiohead, "Amnesiac" by Radiohead, "Dark Side of the Moon," the soundtrack. For some reason, I don't remember owning this, but the soundtrack for "I Heart Huckabees." Huh. And that's supposed to be really good. It's a great movie. Um, well, what's that guy's name that does all those? David O. Russell. No, no, no. He does uh, does oh. a lot of the Paul Thomas Anderson stuff. Uh, bah, bah, bah. He sounds like a Beatle. Who uh, sings? Uh, is it uh, Amy Mann's husband? Yeah. Uh, Michael Penn? No. Michael Penn? No. Michael Penn? Yeah. That's uh, Sean Penn's brother. Yeah. He had that song called, uh, you yeah. know what? Here's what we're going to do right now. His best song, which is a tremendous fucking song. I think it's Michael Penn. He's on soundtracks. My brain, I'm, pull, I'm drawing a blank right now. Great fucking song. I'm trying to think. And it's on the I Heart Huckabee soundtrack. You ever seen I Heart Huckabees? I have not. Oh my good. god, it's a fabulous movie. Who's in it? Um, the guy with the big nose. Um, Would it be John Bryan? John Bryan. Um, who's in it? I'm looking, um, Mark Wahlberg's in it. The guy that plays Hook. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Um, there's like one of the really hot gals. Schwartzman, Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman, one of those hot, those hot gals. Hot. Jude Law, Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. Is it a British? Uh, no, it's a Walmart or something. Um, there is a Walmart. Lily Thomas. It's not Walmart though. It's um Huckabee's. Yeah, is the name of the that's store. what I meant. Yeah, but there. It's not it, British. 
No, they're in the U.S. Huh. And they have all those Brits in it, though. Well, it's a David O. Russell. He's, a, you know him. You've seen his movies. Yeah. American uh, American Hustle is a great movie. If you're into, Fuck if you're, yes, it is. it's basically like a comedy about existential, about modern interpretations of existential philosophy. Yeah. It's existentialism in a in a comedy. I'm movie. down. I'm Gene Smart's down. in it. Everybody loves Gene Smart. There are all these concepts from from Sartre and Simone de Beauvoir and all these existentialists. I think you can get it on. It's either on Netflix or Prime right now. I'm not sure which. That's a good throwback, though. That movie is fabulous. Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely. 2004. Yeah, David O. Russell's put up put up some bangers. Three Kings, Silver Linings Playbook. Have Silver Linings Playbook. That actually was one of the the movie rips my guts how do I, out. Yeah, how do I explain this without? I was seeing somebody, and why don't you? What do you mean? You were looking at them. What do you mean? Like I was, I was dating them. Were seeing them. <laughs> I was dating. You're them. looking at them for a period. We were of time. actually we were actually engaged. You got another movie that I haven't seen. Accidental Love. Um, and I was watching this movie, and it was. After my divorce and everything, and man, it was rough. Like it was, and I started, and you know how I am anyway. And plus, of course, finding out this out later, my testosterone level was down. You know, so I started just bawling, and it offended her. And she was just like, "You're thinking about your ex wife movie?" Aren't you? Yeah, man, that movie will rip anybody. I know, out. but she apologized for it. She was, she was, yeah, she I was know. a good person. You know, she was real sweet. But not anymore. She's not a good person now. Well, she but is. she was. <laughs> I don't know um, this person. So if you're listening. I apologize. She wouldn't listen to us. Um, Fuck her then. No, actually, she did listen to us, and she <laughs> laughed. She thought the show was funny. Um, she she just she's like, you guys insult God a lot. God a lot. <laughs> we were. I mean, that is one of the main tenets yeah, of the show. <laughs> um, she's like, it's funny other than other than Jesus stuff. She's like, I don't like, I don't like that so much. But other than that, I, I love it. She used to love the show. She wanted to listen all the time. Um, but anyway, one of the reasons we do we did that so much back then, especially. Is that a lot of us still believed, and we didn't want to. Oh, no. Well, me and Aaron were uh, raised in it heavily. Like, I went to the damn... He went to the the Boomer Christian Academy, and I did, too. I I wasn't... Religion was never a thing. Mom was actually kind of... And this, for for her generation, this is actually pretty crazy. She was anti-religion. Like, she was... She hated churches, she said a lot of things that we say to each other. They're going to use fear to try to kick you know. And I was like, I'm ten, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to Sunday school to see my friends. I want to make macaroni art. <laughs> I don't want to go to hell for not being saved. Yeah. Oh God, that was terrifying because I went to Boomer Christian. You know how they were with that? They were fire and brimstone, buddy. You were. I do know how they were. And then they have like the big things where they try to like entice you to come forward to get baptized right then and there, like. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you know you're feeling call. guilty. Oh, I know God. you played with the penis when you weren't looking. If you don't get saved now, you're gonna burn it, and you die, you're gonna burn hell. Yeah, that that place was uh, it was miserable for me and my brothers. My sister had a great time. She breezed right through. Met her husband, still married to this day. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's I, I I don't have an inherent problem with religion. I don't either. I have a problem with those fucking people at Boomer Christian. No, right. They're, <laughs> n- they're I don't, lunatics. I don't have a problem with religion. I have a problem with abusing children. Well. That's what that is. When you tell a child. The best. You know what the best lie with that is? Don't you think you went 
a little bit far with the Catholic Church, Bill Burr? Don't you think the Catholic Church went a little bit far? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a he real. He said that on a daytime fucking TV show. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, ah, uh, we're moving on. Well, I was ta- I was talking about the kind of abuse, like what I just described. Well, yeah, but telling I, yeah. a telling of an eight year old that, that they're going to hell. That if they don't, uh, and here's what hell's like. That if they don't get get their get their get washed clean in, by the blood of Jesus Christ right now in this weird setting in front of all these people that if they were to get into a car accident and die going home that they would burn an eternal hell file fire you yeah. tell that to a little child you know that's going to leave a scar i didn't i never got baptized cuz i uh i was a fat kid still fat man but uh, i i didn't want people to see me in wet Dude, clothes you're much that's that's one thing we need to start doing amongst each other. You, you're doing great. I know you're doing real fucking great. So I know, but <laughs> I don't know. He's according been, to the BMI, that's not, that's not what I. That's not what I would say. I mean, he's been slacking off on the yoga. Like I've seen him cheat all kinds of cheat meals we've had. I mean, look at him. <laughs> look at him. He's barely losing weight at all. He's barely weight. losing a pound a week. He only fuck. lost. He only lost two pounds a week for the last three months. Feel good about myself now. <laughs> now all of a sudden, I kind of want to fuck John. <laughs> Think about how much he could have lost <laughs> if he had just worked much harder. God, you're coddling him over there. If Chucky. I wanted to hear this type of stuff, I'd have stayed married. I'm, we need to. We need to take a family photo, like. All three of I'll, us. I'll be the I'll be the mother who's pretending nothing's wrong. All three. How about this? All three of us crammed into a bathtub. One, one person in a business suit. Um, one person dressed up like a Native American, and another one dressed up like a baby in a diaper. What are we, the village people? And that can be the new pillow fort T-shirt. That's actually a really good fucking idea. <laughs> <sighs> uh, what, what were you going on about there before uh, yeah, I was were, so devastated? You were like something, Christianity. Something was happening. Religion. You're telling like, a story. I was just saying oh, your uh, ex fiance. Yeah, 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 yeah. The woman. No, I was just saying that. Uh, yeah, you were watching Silver Lines, Silver Lines Playbook, and she when I when I because she I did lie to her. I was like, yeah, it's because she knew my divorce was hard. My divorce was hard on me. You know? That and, fucking scene. You know, they spend the entire movie. Have you ever seen it? Silver Lang's playbook? I think you'd like it a lot. It's fucking amazing. It's it's Bradley Cooper. I'm sorry, I don't mean hijack this, but let no, me no, no. say one thing. Once they, let me say one thing about Bradley Cooper. He is one of the few actors that I was wrong about. Like, I remember seeing him. The first thing I saw him with him was Wedding Crashers. Yeah. And I said, this guy's a fucking pretty boy piece of shit. He'll never be anything else. I was so fucking wrong. I, I couldn't have been more wrong about the guy. I mean, he's one of my favorite actors now. And not just because he's Rocket Raccoon on fucking on the Avengers. I mean, he's yeah. he's just really good. He's and, fucking good. And in this movie, yes, he is fucking devastatingly handsome. I mean, he's a really handsome cat. But in this, he's kind of a schlub. I mean, he's well, he's completely mentally ill. Yeah, like uh, pro- what was it? addiction problems? There's some sort of anxiety. He's bipolar, problem. I think too. Yeah, he's bipolar. Just... But they they spend the entire movie. Uh, he goes to like some sort of group therapy thing, and Jennifer Lawrence happens to be there or something. I can't remember. That. She's I'm so gonna have to watch it again, too. and she's way hot in it, and she's got mental problems too. She's like, she's almost a nihilist, and she's real. You know, she's one of these people. Who just 
You know who she reminds me of? She reminds me of Ali Sheedy in the Breakfast Club. Sort of, yeah. You know, except she doesn't take anybody's shit. Like she immediately calls you out on something. You know? Yeah. Um, but uh, this girl's dream, um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, her character wants to enter a dance competition with like a ballroom dancing competition, and they spend the entire movie practicing and trying to get good, and like they have a relationship, and then they don't, and then they do, and everybody's fucking crazy. I, and you can see where where Bradley Cooper's craziness comes from because yeah, his, his dad his is dad, obsessed it, with the Eagles. Yeah, and he has to be there for the game so the Eagles will win. He's one of those people. You have to be here or the Eagles won't win. And you're not wearing. They the, need the you're juju. Not, last the, week, you, the last juju. week you wore this shirt, and you're not wearing it this time. Yeah, the juju is what they call yeah. it. And and she and Jennifer Lawrence put them all in their place. Like it's like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about with juju and all that stuff. They're like, and they and then they really like her. So it's but they spend the the entire movie like there's scenes of them practicing the dance, and it looks like regular ballroom dance. Mm-hmm. They're they're getting pretty good at it, and then they go to the competition and they. And they do their dance, and it starts off with the ballroom dancing. And then it, what what song kicks in in the middle of it? Fuck. I can't remember, man. It's a great scene. But then they just start going crazy and fucking dancing like maniacs. And it, I, was, I, like, I, I started tearing up watching it just because it was completely unexpected. It's One of the things is he wants his he, – he's doing it for his ex-wife. Like, he's doing it – Yeah, that's what it it's, is. It's, he's doing it to try to catch her attention and be – Handsome and debonair and all this stuff, and he wants to, and and he does, like that's the thing. But by the end, he doesn't care. Like he, when he steps in that suit at the end, he's Bradley Cooper. We know, you know, what I mean, he's it's a sort of like it's sort of like the Sarah Lawrence movie, something something Sarah Lawrence, where like he's still in love with her, and in the process of trying to get her back, you know, of trying to get her back or whatever, he, he realizes that he's better off without her. Yes, well, or. uh Leaving Sarah Lawrence is on. So ver- Sarah forgetting Marshall. Sarah Marshall. Sarah Marshall. Sarah Marshall. Sarah Marshall. Fucking great movie. I love yeah, it is. It's too. really good. Uh, that one. That one in that uh, Siegel's dick. Yeah, he's got a fucking, got a fucking smoocher got a, on him. He's got a hammer on him. Um, got a f- uh, that one in the Get Him to the Greek are fucking tremendous. I love them. Uh, companion pieces. But um, another one like that is Urban Cowboy. Like he's lost his wife and he's. I love that movie. And he's, I love it too, man. I, I watch it like it's it's one of those. I watch it every few months. Like I'm like, ah, I fucking throw on Urban Cowboy. It's usually depressed day too. Like um, and you, you don't do something. And, you know, it's one of those ones you've seen so many times you don't have to pay attention to it, right? To enjoy it. Background noise. Yeah. Uh, for me, that one. It depends. Aliens. Um, that's a sleep movie. I don't understand how the fuck <laughs> you sleep to aliens. That's one thing I love about myself is that game it, over, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bill Paxton, <laughs> you're a treasure. Rubbing your feet together, <laughs> like, I really do that. Too. <laughs> like, like cr- chronic dissonance is like mother's milk to you somehow. Uh, when well, it comes to that movie, well, let me tell you the, my other sleep movies. Let's, if you want to get into that, Cobra. <laughs> Cobra is a sleep movie. Um, Julian Donkey Boy. <laughs> Return of Deep the, Throat. Return of the Living Dead <laughs> is a is a sleep movie. Um, Night of the Living Dead is a sleep movie. I don't get it. Um, I get it from mom. She would watch The Shining and Rosemary's Baby in sleep. I mean, Hell s- still does. I mean, just that's. I don't know. I I don't know why we do that. I, I've read a study that that means you're a, you're a psychopath or something, and I don't, I don't buy that for that. a fucking second. Um, there's so many other reasons I'm a psychopath. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if you're gonna. Let me, 
Let's not split hairs here. Let's let's go. There's more here. reasons why. There's less reasons why you're not <laughs> yeah. a psychopath. Add another grain of sand. I mean, let's swing for the fences if we're going to start let's doing that. Put another shit. grain of sand on the beach. Why don't you? <laughs> that fucking camel's back is broken. <laughs> <laughs> He's got two humps on the underside. Um, no, I don't know what it is. I think it's because all of them. Here's the thing. All of them start. Quiet. All of them. Alien starts really fucking quiet. And it doesn't build into something in, 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 until the last... I'd say the, the the main action doesn't start until the last 45 minutes. And by then you're asleep. Exactly. See, that's the thing. And then you get woken up. <laughs> by the, by the I have, I'll tell you this. I have had nightmares. Uh, oh, you, you don't think from, from falling asleep? <laughs> why don't you put you know, Predator on while you're sleeping? That was a good one, too. Uh <laughs> Um, Get through the chopper. Is that why, Predator? Why don't you, yes. Why don't you put on, like, um, There Will Be Blood and crank it up during the Disney... I have not seen that. I'm an oil man. That's a fucking brilliant movie. See, you have a milkshake. That's that's Daniel Day-Lewis's... have a straw. That's Daniel Day-Lewis's best performance. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis is that's a best performance. That's his best performance. That's a strong This is statement. my business I know. partner. It's, uh, it's up there, dude. It's as good as anything. He's, he's way better than that than he was as Bill the Butcher and... That, got Paul F. Tompkins. I right? like Bill. I thought that was, and I didn't like it to begin with. Uh, yeah, like I rewatched that movie recently, it's and good. I was like, I was like, you know, I like it now better than I did when it first came out. I got to tell you that the first scene is better than the entire rest of the movie, where they're coming out of that fucking cave, cave and fucking underneath Manhattan for some reason, and they're all getting ready to fucking get. And there's into that like whistle playing, the yeah, whistle soundtrack, and the and the, and the fucking drum, drum beating. Yeah. And that is the most Irish part of that movie. Like all those, I mean. That's one of the reasons I like it, to be honest. One, one, like one of the reasons I like Braveheart. I mean, it's it's a little bit of ethnic pride there, you know. It's Braveheart. My dad loved fucking Braveheart. Braveheart's a great movie, man. Yeah, I love, I, yeah. I didn't blame him for loving it. That movie, it had a big influence on me. We rented that some bitch two or three times from Block, not Blockbuster, <laughs> Butler. Butler. Butler Video. <laughs> Video. <laughs> I miss Gary. I, I miss you know. No, there's one thing. Uh, John, you might want to be able to log into my uh, Amazon account. I'll give you the information if I can remember it. You've been saying that for years. I have the information saved on my phone. Do you? But there's cool. like always too many people on it. I don't want to like block. I don't give a shit. Um, one of the reasons that you should log on to, you know what I bought yesterday for $10? Take Crack. Four, take 43 guesses. <laughs> a dime bag of weed. <laughs> no, it's not an item, John. It has to be something on Amazon. Uh, Amazon the, Prime Video. The Karate Kid Four. Ooh, the next Karate Kid. Nah, that was a rough one. Yes, dude. that's Hillary Swank. That was not a. That was not a, a, a good introduction to a great career. Yeah. No, I, what I bought was Wizards, the nineteen seventy seven, the nineteen seventy seven animated movie, and I watched it that's, last night right after I bought it. That's my favorite movie of all time. That's what that said. That's what I told you. H- had you seen it before? Of course. I have not he seen it. He has not it. seen it. I told him I'm, I'm probably going to dive in it sometime this weekend. It's good. It, it's it's odd. It's extremely you probably odd. Like, you should probably, like, um, you know, imbibe in some substance and, like... Heroin. Kratom. Something. I took a big old slug of Kratom. Right and, like, it. you know, get the lighting right. I mean, it's like... When I watch a movie, it gets dark in here. I, I turn off all the lights. I usually do, too. Vikings always watch when it's really dark. That movie... That movie is part of the reason why I'm so fucked up today. <laughs> in a good way. 
Yeah, you're not fucked up. You're um, eccentric or different. You're just you're not like all the other motherfuckers around here. It's weird, you know. Like, there's not a whole lot of people around here like us. I don't no, think. there isn't. It's sort of strange. <laughs> but there kind of are for like how sparse the population is. Yeah, we could probably find a few more that could do the weird stuff. That we there's like an odd. There's like an odd. There was like an odd music scene renaissance that started when we were teenagers, like that we were a part of. Like we had yeah, our own, was, like how in like with, with like we had these, our own Seattle with these like really thing. small high schools. That could there be that much musical talent? It yeah. seems. It seems. You know what I mean? I mean, we were far apart too. Even though I was from down here, we played and we were practicing everything in Summersville, and you 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 guys were all in Gully there was, Ridge. There was but lot, we all somehow became friends anyway. Well, there was a lot of overlap, too, because you overlapped with uh, Bradley and Eric and Todd, and, you know, I remember seeing you guys play, all of you, you know, when I was at Skateland and all kinds of shit. I don't think I ever went to Skateland. I never played at Skateland. Are you sure? Yeah. I remembered that. Hmm. I thought I did. We had the Teen Center in Summersville. I never went there. That's one thing I did. I never played the Teen Center. That's one thing I would do if I had enough, like the billion trillion dollars or whatever. I would find an all ages venue with practice spaces and open it up for the kids in Summersville, like we had. We could just go to the team center at one o'clock on a Saturday, and he'd let us practice as long as we want while people were there shooting pool or whatever. Yeah, Mike, there's not there's nothing for he was kids. He's a cool there motherfucker, Mike. Mike, oh, Mike the fucking hardest handshake in the business. That dude would break your hand <laughs> and have sweet no remorse. Guy. Have no remorse. Super sweet guy. Isn't it's Gary. It's the late singer Diamond and Gold. Isn't that no, no. Uh, Mike, Mike, Mike is uh, Gary from Butler's brother. Oh, okay. No, um, I, I don't know. I remember the band. Weren't you in a band with Bradley? Many bands. Well, I'm saying at that time period. Where I don't know what time period you're talking about. Mid '90s, late Mid '90s. 90s. Yeah, the first band I was ever in. Loser? Was that the group? Pre-Loser. After after I left the band, because they were treating me like garbage. Even Bradley was? I mean, he just went along with whatever Will was yeah, doing. Yeah, okay. Um, so yes, by you know by that definition, yes. Um, after that, that's when they became... That's when Mark Farley came on the scene, and they started sounding like a good band because Mark was so good. Yeah, he can really play. And he basically carried the band. And then they started do, playing all the all the cover songs that I wanted to play, and then they became really popular <laughs> because they wouldn't listen to me before that. And then that's when they became loser. Before that, we had like several different names. We were um, um, Inertia. When I, I like first joined name. the band, we were Inertia. Okay, which is a really cool name. And Brad, that was Br- Will, Brad, Matt, Lexi, and I. Lexi was our drummer. Lexi could play drums too. Yeah, she was our when I the first band I ever played in. Lexi was the drummer. Could she play? She could play straight beat just fine. Yeah, but I mean, that's I, mean, about I it. know she was a good musician. I mean, I our, our songs she... weren't that complicated. Lexi I mean, Pearson, you need to listen to this show if you're I, out there. I mean, they actually kind of were. <laughs> they kind of were, but the drum parts weren't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's just what it was. And then things changed. I don't know. Like it, it took a bunch of different forms. I don't even remember. But then it became Loser, which was like they became kind of big there for a little bit after. They I had left. a good song, uh, Asteroid, or. They had several good songs, What She Needs, Asteroid, Ephemeral. Um, I, th- I still have recordings. I still, th- still think I have the original tape recordings. Asteroid got played. Uh, my cousin's band played that song, too, because Bradley brought it with him. When Brad he, wrote the, yeah, Brad yeah. wrote the 
the structure right. of the song, like dun, the, the chords. How many is a good song? Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, it was a good song, man. It was, uh, yeah, Static Bastards, who, which became Silver Judas, which they never. I mean, I, I, Static I, Bastards. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's funny. That was yeah. the name of the original name of the band. They changed it to Silver Judas, which they never should have done. But I have the but, original recording, the um, the loser recording of that song that th- that we did on the Tascam four track, the tape yeah. player. That's actually a really good recording. Um, I still have that. It's awesome. I should bring that. I should like, I should dig into all my cassette tape archives and bring some stuff onto the show. For are that. they tracked? Are they? Uh, can you separate the tracks and maybe put them on? Yeah, the- I think I have a master, and then I also think I have the original track. Tapes. Could, uh, I think I have all of it. Maybe re uh, re uh, master them. No, I don't think. Just take the, the the original master is good. Just take it from tape and put it digital, and re you know, and then remaster that. Just slap a slap a. Slap a fucking limiter and a and like a like a drown everything ma- in reverb. That's a, what I would a, ma- a mastering plug-in <laughs> where you can make it sound sweet. Now we need to discuss your song that you had that you sent out. Uh, maybe someday. Mm-hmm. Good fucking song, man. Yeah, man, it's really fucking great. Really I'm really that. good at this. I just wish other people. <laughs> I wish other people. I love his humility. <laughs> I mean, I was fucking. There was. I was humble for so long. And nobody cared. I'm kidding. There's now nothing I'm, wrong with I it. I know. I know you're kidding. <laughs> now I'm like, I mean, I, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm great, but at the thing that I do, I'm pretty fucking good. Well, you're, you take a chance of not, and I don't want this to sound the wrong way. Not being able to write a course. I know. Yeah, no, it's not that. <laughs> you take a chance of something not selling around here because it's not going to appeal to people around here because people around here have a, an extremely limited, and I would say stunted appreciation of music i mean it, uh, it it's it's enough to make you want to vomit i mean it's just it's five, want to vomit? it's five finger death punch it's garbage fucking country it is nothing that's ever explored or you know what i mean it, it's not very uh, there's nothing new yeah there's nothing nuanced there's nothing existential going on it's garbage and i just it's enough to i mean even though it's enough to make it your ringtone <laughs> even though Every person who I know is into that. I play them Sturgill Simpson. I played Sturgill Simpson for two guys at work. They were like, what is that? I'm like, that's Sturgill. They're like, what was that guy's tape? He had the right down. They fucking. Uh, what you, did you play him the newer stuff? I or? played him. Uh, the first song I played him was uh, Living the Dream. Yeah. That, that'll get people. That fucking caught him. And then I played him Turtles All the Way Down, which they liked that too, but they really, really liked the Living the Dream and they liked. Uh, Shit, long white line. Um, uh, probably one of the more countryer songs. It played. was, but that, I tell you the truth, the song, the, another song they really liked was uh, uh, "Keep Between the Lines." Yeah. I mean, that was because that song is impossible not to like. I mean, it's got horns. It's fucking tremendous, yeah. you know. Um, no, I think that that's one of the reasons that a lot of that we don't in, in this group and. Anybody who listens to this, we're not trying to say we're better. What I'm trying to say is that we don't fit in around here is because we are off kilter from things that other people like. You know, we're just, mm-hmm. we look sometimes, I think, a little too deep into things, you know. But that's Ooh, not yeah. a bad thing. No, it's not. Um, you know, it's like we, with me with movies or with anything like that, I can't sit down. I can sit down and just enjoy a movie. I, I can do that. You know, especially if I know what's, going to be going in, you know, I can sit down and, and enjoy a Transformers movie. I can do that, you know, because I know exactly what you're going to give me. However, if you give me a Transformers movie that has some kind of 
something that you're trying to tell that the average person won't get, I'll get it. Throw it up there and I'll see it. You know what I mean? I hear the Bumblebee movie is really good. I've heard, it, I've heard it was good, too. It got a really good Rotten Tomatoes John score. John Cena in it? Um, Who doesn't love John Cena? He's great. I, I like John he's Cena. He's a great a guy. He really is a great guy. <laughs> he's strong as a fucking bull, too. Um, John and you, with your with music thing, I mean, you're just... You have an appreciation and an understanding of music that I will never get. I mean, I just it's just not in me to get it. I wouldn't say I appreciate it. Yeah, I kind of hate it. <laughs> appreciation is in <laughs> you see other things in it that I don't a instruments and all that stuff John John's ability to hear a piece of music and know what the instrument is and probably know what year it was made all that shit is mind boggling I'm like how the fuck do you know that like I was thinking about you the other day I was watching Spider-Man the amazing friend and his amazing friends on the fucking Disney Plus yeah and I need to know what this fucking instrument is <laughs> you know what instrument I'm gonna say I think I do. <laughs> it's the wee 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 wee. Hold on. I bet it's a theremin. Might be. I'll just play the opening theme to one of the episodes. Um, do you have the app on your phone? The I Disney do. Plus app. I do. That's pretty dope. It is. It's um, Spider Man. You know he does uh whatever Spider can. Isn't Why is it not? I'm Irving Spiderman, attorney at law. Oh, boy. <laughs> Here at Spiderman and Associates. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it not coming up? I hate it when it does this. Because you're a queer. It can sense it. Shut up. <laughs> it's got gaydar. <laughs> Did you notice on that Disney Plus, they got the entire series of Boy Meets World? So, I, so, oh, here it is. Is it weird if we look back at Topanga and want to crank it? A little bit. I loved her then. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. I love the 80s uh, oh, style yeah. fucking. Kind of a. That's just orchestration. That. His amazing friends, Iceman and Firestar. Is this a synthesizer? Yeah, it's a synthesizer with them. Um... It's like glissando, like the bendy stuff. Yeah. God, such a tremendous fucking. Cartoon. I loved. It. I remember Last this one cartoon. Season. Now I loved it when I was a kid. It was great, man. The banter between uh, Iceman and and Spider Man and uh, Firestar, which she was one of the one of the only other characters who started in a cartoon and made her way into the comics. It's probably just like a like a Moog or some kind of. I mean, it could be any kind of synthesizer, but like, it's uh, yeah. I was just always curious about that, and that's. I, I sit there and I, that's a that's a sleep thing too. I threw up Mad Boy. I was like, yeah, we're gonna go back to the eighties and fucking <laughs> right, fucking out. Take a giant dose of kratom and I kind of with all these new things that are on there that I haven't seen since I was a kid. I kind of want to start buying cereal again and sitting in the floor <laughs> yeah. in the TV. Yeah. I just wish I had some recordings of my dad screaming at me to turn it down. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about the Disney Plus app for one second. Okay, it's great. Um, you get. I've barely even dove into it. I've just looked around at it. You get all the Marvel movies, 
except with the exception of Thor Ragnarok. It's not on there yet. Cause I thought it's, it was. Uh, it's, it's still, still on, on Netflix. Still on Netflix. When, once it comes off, it'll go. Um, you get all the Star Wars movies. Um, with the exception of the last one. It's still under contract for somebody else, too. Oh, Last Jedi? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not a big loss, either. It's not bad, but it's not good. Um, you get a lot of Pixar stuff. You get a lot of great Disney movies. Um, get some series. I started going back and watched. Uh, I watched The Phantom Menace. <laughs> you hear that, John? It had, back to episode one. It had two good fucking scenes in it, like I thought it did from the first time. It is enough to again make me want to pick up the pen and do the rewrite, like, <laughs> and mail it to him. Like this is what it should have fucking been. <laughs> and the the most awesome thing would be about it was if that was became viral. If you're like, maybe have you read read this fucking shit? Look how awesome this movie could have been, you know. Um, well, there's a whole uh, documentary, The People versus George Lucas, or something like that. Yeah. Because he's redoing everything and yeah. fucking everything up. Well, I mean, he's just his original ideas are great, but his, the the limitation he had on storytelling because it had to go through an intermediary before it hit the screen. He was just George Lucas back then. Now he's George Lucas, you know. So anything he was going to do was going to be on the screen. We saw that with all right. The first Star Wars movie had to go through the studio, so they could actually look at him and before he was big and say. This fucking sucks. Recut that. And they did. Like the first cut of the of Star Wars is apparently so notoriously awful I'd love to that see the studio it. was just like, uh uh-uh, uh, we're not fucking showing that. You go just back as there. bad as the room. Oh <laughs> I saw some of the footage. It's not they're good. all in tuxedos. <laughs> cheap, cheap, cheap. Why are they wearing tuxedos? <laughs> why are they throwing that football around? <laughs> and why can't they throw it? <laughs> just some American boys. <laughs> Throwing apple pies at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Playing baseball, holding the bat wrong. You hit with small end. Um, no. Okay, I went back and watched The Phantom Menace. It actually, again, it was bad. It was really bad. But it had two good scenes in it. It had the pod racing, which was cool. I mean, yay! Shit, shit going fast. I wanted a luck dragon come flying in. <laughs> yeah! Um, and then it had the uh, lightsaber duel with Darth Maul, and any scene Darth Maul was in was cool, you know, because yeah, he, he was such a dope. He was a villain. cool fucking character, and they killed him off. He had the Boba Fett syndrome. Um, then I watched uh, episode two. It is without a doubt one of the worst fucking movies I have ever seen, and one of the be- entire fucking one, one of the worst big budget movies. Oh god, the it's acting is such, it's so bad. Like the the dialogue is so horrendous, and the acting so horrendous. I've never I'm been like, able to watch it all the way through. It had like. The one scene that was like the one thing that was that I thought was decent, I went back and watched it. It wasn't even that good. Like there was that uh, fight between Jango Fett and Obi Wan Kenobi on this on the planet Kamino. It was like this big ocean planet. It was not even that good. I mean, I was just I was just wanting to see one good scene in the movie. So I said, "Well, that's not the worst, so that must be it." Yeah, it's it's garbage. It's awful. Um, Revenge of the Sith was bad until about halfway through. Uh, when he killed those kids and became Darth Vader, it, it became a good movie. And, th- and like I said, there's actually a theory about that, that Steven Spielberg was trying to pull Lucas's fat out of the fire. He, he'd seen the first two movies, and Sp- St- Spielberg's a really nice guy. And him and Lucas are really good friends. Would you say he's a mensch? Absolutely, uber mensch. Um, and I'm I'm sure, and he did go to him he's and just say... He's trying to do a mitzvah. Yeah. <laughs> 
he let out such such a good try when he saw that movie. <laughs> um, he oh, he he wanted him to he wanted to direct uh, episode three, and if he, and if he had signed on board to direct the thing, a it would have been awesome. Spielberg's powers of direction still are st- he still got them. You know his haven't fled him. Now he the the last Indiana Jones movie wasn't good, but it has moments where it was a good movie. You know. Um, but he wanted to direct it. So I think what happened was the beginning part of it was so bad that even Lucas knew how bad it was. So he, he, he like said, um, can I still take you up on directing this thing? Cause it's turning into a piece of shit. And it's going to tell we kill everything. So it has all the hallmarks of a Spielberg movie in the, in the last half. So the, the direction be, suddenly becomes so, so good. The acting becomes better. The dialogue becomes better. It actually turns into a decent movie. So, you know, watching all that, I mean, Star Wars was maybe, yes, the fact that we were kids and and the original Star Wars movie is not that good. Um, Let's just be honest. A New Hope is not that good. I mean, I've been saying this for a really long time. I mean, I like it, (laughs) but the dialogue is bad. But the fact that you had such great actors on screen, man... There's never. I don't think there's ever been three better actors put together in an ensemble ever. Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, and Mark Hamill are all fucking tremendous. I don't think people gave them enough credit for how good actors they were. You know, the fact they were take take that script, that lump of shit, and turn it into something. Even Harrison Ford said it. He said, "You know, you can write this shit, but you can't pay somebody to say it." He actually said that to George Lucas <laughs> to his face because that's you know Harrison Ford. Then. They came out with uh, Empire Strikes Back. By any measure, The Empire Strikes Back is a great fucking movie. I mean, it is so fucking good. And Irvin Kershner directed that one. And he... Irving? Irving. Um, and then Return of the Jedi. Which... Not good either. Ewoks. Uh, not good. I mean, it, it had... The scenes with Vader and Luke were good. Um... Until he fucked that up too, having Vader say no when he picked him up and threw him in the pit. Why do that? His silence spoke volumes. Just let him do it. You know, you'd think that a film student would able to would able to see that. You know what I mean? Like the scene was much did, more powerful without him saying. Did something. they change it in the later version? <laughs> yes. He and originally he didn't say anything. The music swells, and he fucking grabs the emperor and picks him up, and, and is like with one arm and is and chucks him in the fucking pit. And it, all the while, the Emperor's shocking him, like, and it's going around his helmet and shit. It is still one of the most powerful movement moments in movie history. Until he did that. No! Why the fuck would you do that? It killed the scene. And I hope, when I watch it again this time, I hope it's not in there. Before he, he sold out to uh, Disney. And now... Greedo screams McClunky or something before he gets I'm shot. I'm going to shoot out a little letter to J.J. Abrams. Say, can you take fucking Return of the Jedi? Save, I don't think he can do anything save with that those. movie. I don't think he can do anything with the older stuff. I, I don't know, man. I, I remember that that scene was enough to watch the rest of that crap with the Ewoks and all that stuff, and it was crap. Um, the speeder bike scene was cool when they're chasing each other on the speeder bikes. That, that was really cool. Um, yeah, Return of the Jedi was not terrible. It was it was not good. But by the end, it had become a decent movie. Uh, Force Awakens, really good movie. Uh, not as good as I, I, I wanted it to be so great. So I overlooked a lot of stuff that was in it that, you know. They're not rewatchable, these new ones. 
I don't. I Rogue One is I probably disagree. the most rewatchable. I disagree. One. I I I watched Force Awakens again. I liked it. Um, Last Jedi I probably won't watch again. I I've watched it a couple more times since. I I say it's not rewatchable, but I have watched it a couple times. Since. It has some moments that are really good. It does. I mean, the, in the in Mark the, Hamill is just tremendous in that his, red room with, with all the. I didn't like that part. I, I thought did. it looked so much like on a stage. I didn't like it. Um, that's one thing I will say about the Mandalorian. One thing they do that I wish every other Star Wars movie would do. They take they take a Star Wars movie and they shoot it like Breaking Bad. That's exactly what they do. Everything's gritty. Everything's real. Everything's in that pan around the room fucking kind of style. Um, the Stormtrooper's armor was all beat up. Um, it, was, it was good. I mean, it was really fucking good. I can't... The, the second episode's out. I'm going to go home and watch it. So, um, yeah, Disney Plus, man. I was... Uh, really it's got Mr. Boogity. <laughs> it's got every Simpsons episode for 30 years on it. 30 fucking seasons of Simpsons episodes. 600 and some episodes. 700 and some maybe. Jesus. That's... That's my... But they say the aspect ratio's off or something. It looks fine on mine. Me too. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, all the Pixar movies. I don't know if you guys are Pixar fans. I'm a massive, what was the massive thing, Pixar fan. What was the fan. thing earlier you were so mad about relating to Star Wars? Before we started recording? Yeah, you said you were going to go. On a, oh, it was probably about it was episode, episode two. One. Episode two. Mm. The fact that I watched it the other day, and it was so infuriating because it was so fucking shitty. Did you watch the whole thing? No. <laughs> who, could, who could? Why would you put who your I never have. See? I, mean, I never have. I went to the theater and watched it. You texted it. me that, that you were going to watch the prequels, and I said, you poor son yeah, of a bitch. <laughs> I think I texted back. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. Um, Revenge of the Sith, though, like I said, was uh, it was not. It turned out to be not bad. Um, yeah, that one's okay. Even though it just... Poor Hayden Christensen. I mean... That kid, have, have you seen him since? Was he in Looper? Was that what? He's not been in much. It didn't kill his career as bad as it killed the Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd, Jake Lloyd became a. From my perspective, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> are you doing Hayden Christensen yes. now? Yes. <laughs> I need this power. <laughs> it's fucking awful, dude. It's so bad. What else has he done? Life is a House. He did that before Star Wars. It's filmography. He's been in thirty-five things. See, 2018, he was in uh, something called Little Italy, The Last Man, 90 Minutes in Heaven. He's doing Christian movies. American oh Heist. Uh, he's Jumper. Not, Jumper, that's the one he was He's in. not a good actor. New York, I Love You. Yeah, it's not been good for him. Not, I mean, he's working. He's probably made enough money where he doesn't have to do much. No, I mean, and... <sighs> Well, the thing, I don't know, man. They took Vader. Here's one thing I liked about Rogue One. I wasn't a huge Rogue One fan either. I, I liked it okay, but there's just things about it I didn't like. But one thing I did like is, that, as I've said before, is the two minutes of bru- just sheer brutality, force-inspired murder that fucking Vader commits at the end. I mean, it is one of the most brutal things I've ever seen put on a, on a screen. You've seen that, haven't you? Rogue mm-hmm. One, where he, at the end, is... Holy fucking balls! It's great. I don't know if I saw that or not. Where he's there's only one Rogue One movie, right? Yeah, where yeah. the where the rebels are running through the like running through the tube, like 
they're like, get the planes out of here. And Vader's behind him. That fucking lightsaber fucking comes on. And they're like, holy shit. They start running. And he grabs one of them and throws him up in the fucking. Yeah, it's one of the better Vader scenes. And ever. he cuts the other one down. And he, I need to and rewatch he fucking it. Fucking grabs one of them. And just, you know, everything that you wanted Vader to do as a kid, you know. He finally did it. He finally did it. And he did it like a fucking boss. I mean, it was like. That was the thing that redeemed Vader in my eyes because they, man, they made him. They into, neutered him. Yeah, they neutered him in those uh, prequels, man. They took the greatest movie villain of all time and turned him into a whiny little fucking cunt. I mean, he was just. For one thing, the kid. God, I, I could have to do a whole podcast on that. As we were talking about uh, Lucas, does, his characters can't have more than one dimension. Yeah, 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 exactly. And when he tries, he neuters the other dimension of them. Exactly. Like the. I would love to see a Star Wars franchise told from the pen of George R. R. Martin. I would like to see that, Quentin Tarantino direct a I, he would Star know. Wars franchise. He would make it real seventies, and I don't think it'd be. He would, it would just be like all like now. How am I going to now? Get now, now, what what I want to happen is. No, you have to say it like you're a. What what I want to happen is. The Emperor is going to call Darth Vader a nigger. <laughs> yes, he would definitely And he's going to say it multiple times. 41 times time in, in one each scene. Sentence, he's going to say the word nigger over and over again. It's okay because I did. I'm Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even though people were calling him out for it in the Hateful Eight. That is something that definitely would have been said oh, like God. a million times in that movie. If they toned it down. I actually don't <laughs> think so. I don't think that word. No, not and not with the emphasis. That there's always an emphasis on the. Why wouldn't there be an emphasis? What, what, a bunch what, of hateful fucking crackers talk, talking to a why? Why to would a you, black guy that had why powers? would you assume that these people out in the middle of fucking nowhere in Wyoming are going to be saying the word? Saying the N word, you know, like 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 more times than than a person would say any other word. Why would you assume that people are, would do be doing that in in the middle of a blizzard where you're all because like, he's a to hate because a he's a he's a black guy who had power in that time period. B he's a hateful ass black guy. C they're talk- they're, they're all a bunch of fucking well, backwoods fuckers. Who wait? Who are you talking about? I'm talking about Kurt Russell. Never says it, but I'm talking about. Um, Jennifer right. Jason Lee. Yeah, she's uh, She's a she, that whole group are all a bunch of fucking I think they're even from the South. They're like from like from I don't know, Louisiana Louisiana or someplace. They're fucking from hardcore slave country. You're talking so, about the actors? No, you're talking, about, talking the, about the, the, the people characters. That, the characters yeah. that the actors play. Yeah. They're gonna say that word with relish. They are going to say that. I'm not even sure that they that they really even I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying I don't know. Bruce Dern said... I didn't, I didn't live in, in the fucking 1800s. Well, for what I would perceive as how they would say it, I think it was said properly. I think they would say it with relish. I think they would say it with venom. Uh, you know, they wouldn't want to see, especially that group, with the exception of Kurt Russell, who wasn't a racist. His character wasn't racist at all. Um, he actually liked... He, re- he revered uh, Abraham Lincoln for freeing the slaves because he thought that was such a great thing to be done. You know what I mean? Um he was the he was the hangman. That was his that was his thing. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee was a fucking white trash piece of garbage who murderer. Yeah, she was just awful, and she was really good in that movie too. Um, Bruce Dern was a 
I don't even know his deal. I mean, I can't. He was like a general. Yeah, it was a tough move to watch. He was a southern general. Yeah. Yeah. He was a Confederate general. You think he's not going to drop the N-bomb left and right after losing that war and everything? I don't think in that context. I don't think in the context when you're you're in Wyoming, which is like there aren't any black people there. Somehow there's this black person that owns a haberdashery there. But anyhow, just the whole thing. The whole thing was just, uh, I didn't, I'm not saying I don't like the movie. I'm just saying, I'm just saying I fucking hate the movie. I and, like I hate, the, and I hate Quentin Tarantino, and I hate the way that. Why he, do you hate Quentin Tarantino? How could you like him? Have you listened? I mean, no, the the guy. Oh yeah, he's 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 objectionable as a human being. Okay, that's what I'm saying. And, <laughs> You're then, absolutely correct. But then I mean, like <laughs> his movies is what I'm talking about. But yeah, even his movies, I'm not impressed. I'm really, I mean, like I like like I watch Hateful Eight more than once, and I kind of like it. I like I it. I might watch it again. It's not his best. Um. Django's is best if you ask me. Django, Django, yeah, yeah, it's good too. Yeah, um, I haven't been able to make it's it. It's the funniest. I haven't been able to make it through Inglorious Bastards. I think it's. Uh, I might even say that, based on from from the two times I tried to watch it, I might say that it's smut. It's fucking. Um, I don't like it. Um, I just it's smut. he's just he's just. <laughs> He's he's like he's cringy. He's cringy as fuck. He is. He really is. And um and I think that the way that he used the N word in that was cringy to the point of this doesn't even seem real. The the degree that they're using. That's just my opinion. Okay, that's and that's and, a, you, and, you, and that is a fair assessment. And you you affect you know the way that you perceive the film was sure different. That's fine. I feel it's you felt fairly it was, historically accurate. You felt it was appropriate. I, yeah, I felt that it not, was, well not appropriate. I felt that not it was appropriate, but I, I felt it was accurate. I thought that it was inaccurate, excessive. Um, gratuitous, and I think I think Quentin Tarantino is way is extremely overrated. Although I still watch his films and kind of like them, so there's that. Grazie. I like I like Django. <laughs> I still like I still watch Pulp, Pulp Fiction every now and then. Pulp Fiction's you know, awesome, dude. You know, still he, is, it's it's probably still his best. I'm not movie. saying I can make a better movie than him. I'm just saying. I like, think just, my, t- just tone down the praise. Like he, he doesn't deserve. I think that. my second favorite one might be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. God, I love see it. that. Oh, that was him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, gotta I like see that. Is it still out? Uh, they re-release it with a little bit of extra stuff in it. Fuck. Not a whole I'll just, lot. I'll just wait till. It comes. Oh, it'll be on next month. I would put. I would demand. put. I would put Quentin Tarantino in the same category that I put the Coen Brothers in, as far as how much I respect and revere them as movie makers. They know what they're doing. It's like it's they're like I'm gonna. Good. I'm probably gonna watch you know a lot of the movies that they make, and I might even enjoy parts or most of them, or maybe even all of them. But I still don't have a hard time respecting them as people. As people, I don't know anything about the Coen Brothers. No, no, disrespect. no, not not as people. But I, I, I just, uh, I'm very frustrated by their work. You think they might be a little bit uh, self indulgent? Does every movie need to be seven hours long? I'm just, I, I, yeah, it's difficult for me to articulate because we're talking about multiple yeah. movie makers now, but um. It's frustrating to me to see something uh, with so much potential be almost deliberately made into cringe. <laughs> like you had it, you had it, and then right at the last minute, you were automating the final mix of the tune, and you just like, you know, just fucked it up for no fucking reason. You talking about the Coen Brothers? I'm talking about yeah, every Coen Brothers all. movie and every Quentin Tar- most Quentin Tarantino movies. Yes. They they're could not disagree less. They are not good at uh polishing their product. 
they rely mostly on the performances on on like the basic bones of the movie and the performances of the actors that they pick. They're Fargo not Fargo is a perfect movie. Fargo is perfect. F- Fargo is about 33% longer than it needs to be <laughs> like every other Coen Brothers film that what, I've ever seen. What what thir- what 33% would you like to see taken out? It's been a long Fargo. time since I've watched it because I don't like the film, but if I watched it again, I'm sure I could tell you. It's long. It's boring. It is long. It's boring, and there's a lot of parts in the film that don't add anything to the story. Like every Coen Brothers film, the 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 if you were to cut the film into quarters, and I'm not saying you can do that neatly, but if you did, the third quarter of every Coen Brothers movie probably needs to be removed. I'm talking about 25% of the film makes the movie worse. Every single one that is close to two hours long or over than th- or over that needs to be reduced by about twenty five to thirty three percent. I think I know which part you'd want to remove, and I could not disagree. Get out of Malibu, Lebowski! Get out of Malibu! Get out of Malibu, Lebowski! Get out of Malibu! Yeah, I barely. I, I'm not a big Coen. It doesn't fan, need to so be there. I like the I like their movies, but I don't watch them usually more than once. And then the Barton Fink, and then there's always this yeah, part where Barton Fink. there's always this part where yeah, Barton Fink, yeah, there you go, there, there's an example, and and then there's always a part with John Goodman running and screaming. It's like it's like a prerequisite of the movie. We have to have John Goodman in there running and screaming. All right, I'll, be, I'll grant you that. And it's I'll not be that one. And it's like okay, yeah, John Goodman has a good running screaming caricature. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna put that in every movie? Why are they making it's the fattest? Good? Why are they making the fattest guy on the movie run? Are you sure you're not you're not leaning a little bit too heavily on the actors that you're picking instead of and you're just not let like, you know, I think that I think I know which part you would take out of Fargo too. The the part where there's all kinds of stuff I would take out of Fargo. Well, the part where um, let me think. Cancel Fargo. The part where he where she meets uh. The the Chinese guy out for um, dinner. Like I said, that that probably didn't need to be in there. There's 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 like it's really fuzzy. Like I like I said, I stopped watching Fargo. Like I haven't rewatched that movie in probably uh, you know fifteen years. Well, because I don't really like it very much. Love it. I don't. Uh, you know what's better than the Fargo movie? The show, the TV series, any other movie. It, the Coen Brothers just produce it; they don't direct it or write it. And it's, uh, I think, there's been three seasons so far, and they don't have anything to do with each other. And um, they're all really fucking good. And there's uh, an actual story; uh, things happen, and there's a comeuppance if there needs to be a comeuppance. So, I'd recommend the this TV series if if you ever get a chance. But to watch okay. It. Here, here's the thing, though. I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about movies. I'm a, I probably feel about movies the way you guys feel about music. You hate them. I hate when they're done badly, and I can see. Uh, sometimes I, I, I can see nuance in something, and, and I don't. It's hard to explain. Um, what do you not like about Barton Fink? Actually, that's one that I haven't seen Barton Fink. You haven't seen it? I have not seen Barton Fink. That's why I said all Barton Fink, because okay. I haven't seen it. Okay. Here, here, If you want to understand why I don't like the Coen Brothers, 
watch Barton Fink. Take the elements of that movie that you don't like. Take some notes. Well, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Or whatever. Think about it. And then, like, analogize that to the other movies and see that they kind of do these same, same things over and over again. And for people that like what they do, they're going to like it. I don't like it. That's fine. And so it's just, right. it's like, you're a not fun, incorrect. It's like for, a fundamental sure. taste difference. Right. And, uh, it's the same thing with music. There are some things, you know, some forms of music that I don't care for that you guys like. And um, I personally have never seen a Coen Brothers movie that I didn't like. You should watch Barton Fink. Uh, I probably wouldn't like Barton Fink. Um, <laughs> you should you should watch the Inside Lewin Davis. The one the ones I've not seen that I know are the ones I probably knew I probably wouldn't like. A Serious Man. Have you seen that? Uh, Hug Sucker Proxy. I probably wouldn't like it. Dark um, Man. Is that a Coen Brothers movie? It's one the of original Dark Man is a Coen Brothers movie. It's one of them had something to do with it. Yeah. Huh. No, it was, no, he was an actor in it. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> I was getting ready to say that's definitely not. Um, what about Buster Scruggs? You ever watch that? No. It's okay. Um, it's ridiculous. I um. Well, it's uh. It's over the top ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, I tried to watch that, thinking I would like it, and I um. I don't think I wasn't able to finish it. I tried several times. It is. Uh, it's not a full through. Line. It's like six different stories. Yeah, I know. Which I like that style. I like the I like the style, and I like you know the way a lot of it looks is beautiful. Like there are things I can compliment about it, so I don't want to go too hard. But I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it again. Well, one of the things I'll give it another try. I'll, here's what I'll here's what I will say about the Coen Brothers, and this is something that you you do have to admit is they are able to extract performances from people that are fucking great. And I'm not talking about John Goodman screaming and running. I'm talking about uh, getting the actors to play the roles and knowing what they're going to get out of them. Like, um, who's the the Mexican actor that was in No Country for Old Men? Okay. Javier Bardem. Yeah. That is one of the best movie villains I have ever seen in a movie. I mean, he is chillingly... Without emotion, I mean, Michael Myers. That's Cohen I mean, Brothers. Yeah. No Country for Old Men is Cohen Brothers. Yes. Yeah. See, I got complaints. <laughs> the fact that it didn't have a satisfactory ending. No, I like. I like. I'm not. I'm not a um a closure kind of guy. Okay. When it comes to movie endings, um, I mean that's fine if it does, but um, I just um, just a little bit gratuitous. In a way that the film could have been... Here's what I think I don't like about them. is because I see... I see like this beautiful, tremendous potential in their films. And they just don't live up to it. And then, and then as I'm watching, oh, this could be so good if it goes like this. And then they fucking... Then you get to the third quarter. It's, it's not exactly the same every time. But as I've said this many times. The third quarter ruins the movie. And then other sometimes even the fourth, sometimes the whole movie's bad, but I just, I I think I just don't, and I like a lot of their movies, but um, like, I don't think I don't think know if I think any of their movies are great. Shit, I mean, I'm... it's just a fundamental. Like I see, I I think all most of their movies have the potential to be amazing, better than great, and then they fuck it up somehow. And I could probably, you know, and if I wanted to, if we wanted to sit with some popcorn and like watch each one, 
and take notes and me explain to you what I don't like about I could do that, but but that's that's a level of nerdiness that I just don't feel well, like we need to it's go like there. Me with, uh, <laughs> it's like me with Christopher Nolan's, well, nearly all of his movies. Um, the destination is usually not satisfactory. Um, it usually doesn't come together at the end like it should. That doesn't make the journey any less fun. Like, um, the Dark Knight movies, Batman Begins ends well. I mean, it, it ends very well. Dark Knight somewhat well uh, Dark Knight Rises does not end well I mean it just falls apart I just wonder how much better it would have been if Heath Ledger hadn't died and they could have because sure. that's, that's what was going to happen yeah. he was going to be the main baddie what a stud what in, in the third one he would have been he would have probably came in in the third act probably what a stud that guy right yeah Heath Ledger yeah pretty good stud. Um, fuck the shit out of Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> I never watched actually that. they went method watched, for that you never oh, no, watched um, <laughs> Brokeback Mountain no it's a fucking good movie. Not because I didn't, not because of the no, gay I'm thing. Not, I just uh, didn't, you know. No, no. I'll, I'll tell you, that's a that's the like that's a movie I've rewatched a bunch of times, and I've said this before on the show, and I'll say it again. Ain't gay, but that movie is that like the love story of that is it's really good. Well, Ang Lee is. That's another one. It's like I relate to it too, like in a lot of ways. I, it's hard to explain. Ang Lee is fucking great. Who's Ang Lee? He he directed Brokeback Mountain. I don't he directed talk. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Okay, I don't know directors very the well. The Hulk. 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 Not the Hulk. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Jesus. Well, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> there's no the in front of the word Hulk. There's no the. No, I'm sorry. It was just, it's not part of anything. It's not part of the MCU or anything, but it's it's a good fucking movie. That is a good version of the Hulk. I like the way the monster looked. I like, you know, I, I, I held it in very high esteem. When they remade it, they were talking shit about his movie. I was like, why the fuck are you talking shit about it? Like just because it's not the MCU doesn't make it bad. It did well, which is it's probably it did had a little well. bit of inspire inspiration for them to be like, hey, that did pretty good. It was better than the Incredible Hulk, I'll tell you that. The Incredible Hulk was good too. Well, Edward, yes. Edward Norton, and that was a good movie too. I really liked it enough to have bought it. You know, of course, I am a completist. We all know that, but um, I thought in their own way they were every bit as good as each other. I haven't seen the uh, I haven't seen Hulk. You haven't seen that one? Not in. If I did, it was 2003 or whenever it came out. It was. This is an odd thing to say. It looked far more like an MCU movie than The Incredible Hulk did. The way it was shot, um, even the way the monster looked, the way the scenes were set up, the destruction that the Hulk was able to fucking wreak. All that. I mean, dude, the Hulk in that movie was fucking just a fucking powerhouse. Like he was, he was picking tanks up and smash them into each other. I mean, he was like, he was more powerful probably than the Mark Ruffalo Hulk. I mean, it was because he was like the one that they never went into this in. Why is that doing? It's just blanking. Okay. I need to get a new screen. Um, That is an issue that I did have with the MCU MCU movies. The Hulk keeps on getting stronger, the madder he gets and he keeps getting bigger. The, 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 and, and that's one thing. He had like a, 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 just a topped out size when he would become the Hulk. That's not the way it works. If you, if you beat him down, he's going to get back up and he's going to be bigger and stronger. And you're never going to keep him down because he's never going to stay down. You, the only reason, that, the only way to get him to stop is to calm him down and turn him back into banner. That is part and parcel of the whole thing. Hey, big guy. <laughs> yeah, sun's going down. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> um, that's why Thanos beat him. Yeah, Thanos could have beat him. Even I'll admit this, in in the beginning, he could have beat him right off the bat. He could have. He wouldn't have stayed beat 
if he got back up and he would have been the real MCU Hulk, Thanos' ass would have been tore, tore into pieces and thrown out the fucking airlock. I mean, there's no way that Thanos could have beaten Hulk in a fucking fight. There's no way that anybody in the MCU could beat Hulk in a fight. You know, he's just un- he's unstoppable. One of my favorite things about him is, like, they'll be in this big battle scene, and they'll have to go find Hulk. He's just over somewhere else just fucking shit up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking shit up. I mean, they did do the thing where one thing that I think they alluded to is the fact that when he became Banner Hulk, he was less strong because he was... His anger was less. Professor Hulk or what? Yeah, and that's like great. Yeah, it was cool. I loved it. I, I, dude, I love time it. travel. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, look at me. He was all he was. Ah. He was cool because he was jacked. <laughs> um, Hulk. That movie was uh, had Jennifer Connelly as Betty Banner, so Betty Ross. So yeah, I mean that was that was way better. Even though Liv Tyler's hot too, but um, Liv Tyler can get it. Jennifer Connelly can get it. Oh, everybody can get it. Who am I talking about? Fucking every day and twice on Sunday. Any, anybody who <laughs> wants to wants to receive it from me, you're you can get it. I'm um, so lonely. <laughs> but uh, the what was I saying? The MCU uh, Hulk and 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 the Hulk that Ang Lee and I was talking about Ang Lee's movies in general. Uh, have you ever watched Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? No, it's fucking awesome. Do you like? I Kung, bet I would do you, love. Do you it. like kung fu? Movies? I like big, ridiculous kung fu movies. Then you'd love it because it, 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 he has one point where he's standing on a bamboo reed, like teaching this girl how to. I mean, it's it's it is ridiculous, but it's ridiculous in that awesome kung fu movie way. Yeah. Which, by the way, Netflix has uh, the Deadly Venoms, <laughs> the Five Deadly Venoms. Have you watched it? No. <laughs> it's terrible. I fucking love it. It's so bad. I wonder if anybody has the Man with the Iron Fist, which is the RZA. I don't know. I don't know if I even like that one. I don't know if I like it either, but I like the RZA. I liked him too. I mean, he's him and the Jizza are like they're <laughs> they're the guys behind Wu Tang Clan. They're the brains. Mm-hmm. ODB was the was the pretty face. Yeah, <laughs> he made sure everybody knew that Wu Tang was for the children. <laughs> anybody got anything else they want to talk about? Big baby Jesus. We're almost at three hours here. Yeah. I would say yes, but yeah, we're just getting it's pretty long. <laughs> Uh, I didn't really do any favorite things. Um, so I'll just say a show called You're the Worst on Hulu. Yeah, I've heard of it. It was originally on FXX, I think. It's just about a couple people that are extremely mentally ill. It's like Love on uh, Netflix, mm-hmm. except for these people are way more fucked up. Oh, damn. Oh, that reminds me, too. Have you guys, either of you guys watched the show on Netflix, uh, The End of the Fucking World? I've watched the first season. I've heard of it. I love it. The second season is out now. I love, I, I'm going to, I might binge that tomorrow or uh, Sunday. Definitely worth it. It's fucking great, isn't it? Yeah, it's, the second season's good, too. It's fucking insane. It's British, I think. Mm-hmm. Totally British. Yeah. It's, so, yeah, watch that. It's what? British AF. I love British comedy. Let me see the uh, thing. We're going to pick a song to go out on here, unless somebody else has a song. I did have one. What'd you have? That's fine. Because I got one too. Go ahead. You got yours queued up. I don't actually. Let me see here. All right. This is the RZA with the black keys. Thanks for listening. Episode 237. We might have a bonus episode coming out later because. Aaron and Elena are back, and then they said if they'll get time, they'll come by, and I might put some on wax tomorrow or Sunday. Thanks for listening. Go fuck yourselves.
Man alive. 